Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Live, loud. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN, AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We are at Twin Peaks, the Park North location, Blanco in 410. As I look out and I see the crappy traffic on 410, get off the highway, find a place to park here, and come have a nice cold beer in front of me and Joe. Absolutely, yeah, and tease us <laughs> yeah. yeah, for the next three hours or so. And watch some great basketball action because it's all on right here at Twin Peaks. It's a lot of fun. We're going to keep you updated on that. But, Jason, I, I get the, I get this song in my head. All right. I love Cleveland. Is that a song? I have no idea. Okay, well, that it was... should be. And Deshaun Watson. There's a song called Cleveland Rocks. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Deshaun Watson might be writing some songs about Cleveland about now. Let's, I, I, the whole Deshaun Watson decision, when you dissect it, we said, was it the other day when it was down to four teams, if it's about winning, the best team to win right now is Cleveland. If it's about going home, you go to Atlanta or you go yeah. to Carolina. And we, we had Indy Kalu on. Both you and I thought Cleveland, as much as it would suck to go to Cleveland, he would have the best chance to win. But he's in a tough division. Is Cleveland right now the better team in that division? Are they better than a healthy Baltimore team? I would, with, with Watson now? With Watson now. Yes. I have not seen what Cleveland has given up to the Houston Texans. So... I, I couch this assuming they're not getting rid of a Chubb, they're not getting rid of no. a, a tight end or, or an Amari Cooper or some things like that. But they've got a good defense, they've got an offense, but healthy Baltimore is a hell of a football team. But at least it's going to be fun, it's going to be entertaining, and this isn't a win-right-now decision, although it is, but it's also a, a, a kind of a 10-year commitment when you're Deshaun Watson picking your new team. So maybe, you know, with Atlanta offering them so much, was the idea of going home, that's not always the best. You know, maybe he was hearing from a lot of people and realized he has more cousins than he thought and decided, you know, going home, maybe that's not what I want to do. Yeah, they may come knocking on the door with their hand out or something. Now, I don't know, but uh, it looks like Ian Rappaport is reporting, Jason, that the Browns are going to give up. Three first-round picks, okay. and uh, let's see here, as well as a third-round pick and a late-round pick swap. Okay, so uh, he's not reporting any players that I can see at least at this point in time. So three firsts, 
uh, a third and a late round swap. And, you know, the bigger part of the whole deal is a brand new contract. You know, there were there were some reports like Atlanta had picked up the final two years of his contract and guaranteed those that weren't guaranteed under the deal with the Texans. But he gets a new fully guaranteed contract from the Cleveland Browns. I mean, incredible work by his agent. No doubt. And Cleveland was on the list, then they weren't on the list. A contract like that certainly would change your mind. Yeah, no no doubt. But in Cleveland's defense, if you will, I mean, they had to rework his contract. They could not have fit what he was making or set to make this year under the salary cap without completely blowing that thing up. So a new contract had to be done. They got it done. Watson's got to be happy. Highest paid player in the in the league now, right? I mean, he is the highest paid guy. And uh, hey, I tell you what, rightly so, I think. I think Deshaun Watson is a special talent, and I think he's going to uh, do some good things with the Cleveland Browns. Plus, Jason, when you look at that, we made fun of Cleveland all week. When they're in the mix and you say, Cleveland, who wants to go to Cleveland? It sucks. But now... Players are going to want to go play in Cleveland because they've got a franchise quarterback. Well, and you look at it, I mean, um, $45 million signing bonus, his base salary this season is $1 million. Yeah. So even if he does get suspended, it won't cost him a whole lot of money because of the way they worked his contract. I mean, the contract, uh, when it all gets dissected, they're going to have seminars on this. This is They're going to teach this in school. This is one of those kind of contracts. Like, we're expecting a suspension. So, we, you know, it's all signing bonus money. So if he does get suspended for three games, four games, on a million dollars, you know, 50000 nothing a, a, a game. In the scheme I, of things, I, it's nothing. Yes. Yeah, I, I, mean, it, it, I mean, just brilliant work by his agent. Money can buy happiness. Clearly, that's what it took to go to Cleveland. Well, and again, the Browns had to come up with some magic to be able to work out this deal and make it fit. And they did that. When you're talking about a million dollars, and that fits pretty well in the salary cap, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <laughs> the the domino effects. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to stay in New Orleans. Okay. Okay. Um, Adam Schefter is is uh, has tweeted that. What does Atlanta now do with Matt Ryan? You I know, while Cleveland is a big winner, Amari Cooper is a big winner. What if you're Atlanta? You already had something worked out with Matt Ryan. You pushed his roster bonus to Tuesday to get a deal done because those deals would have had to essentially happen at the same time the because of salary cap reasons. So there's stuff in play there if they've mentally moved on because Cleveland now has to get rid of Baker Mayfield and get him grant him his wish that, yeah, you, you want to be traded? Okay, now we're going to trade you. Well, it could be, depending on what the market is to trade him or you just let him go because, you know, Baker Mayfield be a pretty good backup option, especially if Deshaun gets suspended. Yeah. you got Baker Mayfield right there to pick up that slack if that's the case and keep him. He's got one year left in Cleveland. Why not keep him there as the backup to Deshaun Watson? I don't know. 
The league has come out with a statement, Jason. I want to read it to you. It says, any transaction would have no effect on the NFL's ongoing and comprehensive investigation of the serious allegations against Deshaun Watson, nor would it affect his status under the collective bargaining agreement and the personal conduct policy. If the league's investigation determines that Watson violated the personal conduct policy, discipline may be imposed pursuant to the policy and the CBA. So the NFL is not showing their hand, at least publicly. Maybe imposed. I mean, clearly Deshaun Watson violated the personal conduct policy. I, I mean, he clearly did. Well, he, he embarrassed the league. And that's that's the, the, the personal conduct policy doesn't say you have to be convicted, you have to get arrested, you have to, it doesn't say any of that. Right. Basically, if you embarrass the shield, we can punish you. <laughs> and, and, and so you might settle with somebody, that's fine, we can still come after you. You made us look bad, you embarrassed the shield. I'm just curious, do they look and go, well, 17 games last year, although you were paid, is, is that enough? If That's why I kind of think there's, at least a massive fine coming, if no suspension. But you got to feel like there's a suspension, right? I mean, how bad does Roger Goodell look like a bigger clown if he doesn't suspend Deshaun? Yeah, I think he's got to throw in, what, six games probably. Uh, and then they'll negotiate that down to four, which is not a big deal. But then again, that's why I say even if Baker is upset, keep him. Yeah. If he starts the season as the quarterback, so be it. And well, then Watson comes in in game number five. Well, and then the other question is when do they suspend him? Because Cleveland plays at Houston this year at NRG Stadium. Certainly the league wouldn't have Deshaun suspended for that game. I mean, the schedule hasn't come out yet, but we know who's playing where. So, I mean, because I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Deshaun's return to Houston. Maybe that's a Monday night game with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. That could very well be. Typically, though, those suspensions start at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. So, which actually I would think would benefit Deshaun Watson. Let him get into Cleveland, get his feet under him, learn the system, and kind of ease into things instead of starting game. And obviously, you're going to have training camp and all of that. But I'm talking about really give him an opportunity to submerge himself into the Cleveland Browns organization and be ready to hit the ground running game five. Well, so, and again, whatever suspension he gets, we know there'll be an appeal, maybe a reduction. I, I am curious, though, what the NFL does. Part of me feels like dude's already missed 17 games. Let him move on. Quinn Hudson, uh, Rock the Mic champ, hanging out with us here at Twin Peaks Park North. Uh, somebody told me there was a party, so I, you know, I just feel like I just <laughs> stopped through party. here. Some food and good views, and uh, uh, we got the Texas on the screen, which is nice. Uh, leave it to the NFL to continue to stay relevant in the offseason in the heights of other sports windows. For me, I feel like as these civil cases come, the details come out. I do believe there's going to be things that are going to be highlighted. I know the teams all said they did their own investigations, yeah. but that might have been more about Deshaun Watson's willingness to play for them more so than if they felt like he was going to be suspended. I think the upcoming season schedule is going to be telling about when Houston falls on that calendar um, <laughs> to tell kind of as a, a precursor for what to be expected on this suspension. For Deshaun Watson. Uh, and again, I, I, I look at it, and, and you're right, Quinn. The NFL dominates. They, I, I mean, the king. Yeah. Uh, ah, tournament going on? 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't care. Texas v. Tech is uh, 2020. Um, USC and Miami, 49-48. We'll update all the scores here in a bit. But you look at you look at the NFL, the Deshaun Watson, the investigation. I don't know that the league waits for the civil stuff to happen. And I really don't know how many of those will actually go to trial. At this point, write a check and move on. He should be able to settle these, although Deshaun Watson has steadfastly said he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't think he did anything wrong, and he doesn't want to pay somebody. But with this kind of contract, why would you risk more salacious details getting released? Well, I wonder, though, too. I mean, those women... They, they they listen to sports talk. They watch the news. They're going to know that Deshaun Watson just uh, won the lottery. Yes. Okay, so does that mean they're going to dig in now and say, hey, you know, instead of that million dollars I wanted, why don't we make it five? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, and that may determine what Watson does moving forward. If it's an amount that he can handle and he wants to get rid of it, so be it. But if they start asking for the moon, he may say, all right, let's go to trial. Well, then one of the other things, though, what really benefits Deshaun Watson and why this was able to happen today and him to get traded is there's no criminal charges coming. Right. And obviously the burden of proof in a criminal case is very different than in a civil case. But the whatever the right word is for those ladies and, and for, for Tony Busby, their attorney, that was a big loss because if there were criminal charges coming, then that number, that dollar amount, likely is much higher on the civil side. Well, see, here's what you got to look at, or this is kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'll remember O.J. Simpson, right? He oh, goes yeah. to trial. He's found not guilty. Then he loses a civil suit. To me, this is much different because the prosecutor determined and the grand jury determined there was not enough evidence four criminal charges it was more of a he said she said no videotape no witnesses i mean it's it's his word against the lady's word now granted there's 22 of them maybe that makes a difference in a civil case but i gotta believe that there's just not a lot there for these women to go on and to, and to stand on so i mean obviously we'll see as this thing moves forward but i'm not sure that there's going to be enough there for them to do anything they might want to just take what they can get at this point in time. I don't know. Well, and you know, when you talk about the NFL and what they might do, the fact that, as I'm reading this tweet from Albert Breer, under terms of his Texans contract, his base was $35 million, which means he would have lost $1.94 million for every game he was suspended. Under the terms of his new deal, He'll lose $55,556 for every game he's suspended. That is a massive, massive difference. And R.J. Ochoa tweets with that, really embarrassing and sad that the NFL would allow this. You know, I, and Because clearly this does send a message to Deshaun that what you did is okay. In, 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 a, in a grand scheme of things. I, I mean, and I see where some people are going with that. You know, you, you talk about uh, attitude. Um, you did something. You, you're not going to face criminal charges, but you embarrass the league. 
but they work his deal to where if he is suspended, it really won't cost him that much money. You know, where, that's why I said earlier, I think a massive fine is probably coming to Sean Watson's way more so than games lost. That could very well be, but I don't understand that. Why is the NFL allowing this? Cleveland and Deshaun didn't do anything that's against the CBA. True. This is all within the rules, so there's nothing the NFL can do about it. Um, this is just, hey, that's a good way of doing business. They knew what they were doing. They knew the loopholes, and they got a deal done that's not going to hurt Deshaun if he gets suspended. I think so there's really the, nothing the NFL can do. Yeah, and I, that's a great point, and I think that's where we're at. Uh, the, you've got the court of public opinion, and there's going to be some unrest where people are not going to be satisfied, feeling like there's been justice. Can all of these women be telling, to be, be falsely accusing? Don't know. But what we do know is they put it before the grand jury. They gave, the, they looked at it and didn't find enough evidence to file criminal charges. So you've got to move forward. The NFL and Deshaun Watson have every right to move forward with his business and an opportunity to make a living. And if you don't like him as a person, when you read some of the details of it, it does seem some sketchy behavior, but not enough to file charges and you move forward. And the man has a right to earn a living and Cleveland's being opportunistic. Absolutely. They, they are, although I, I will say that uh, Mina Kime, Sarah Barshop tweeted that it says a lot about the NFL's attitude towards quarterbacks that the Brown are giving, Browns are giving him a new contract. Mina Kime says it also says a lot about the NFL's attitude towards women. See, I, I, why, why go there? I don't get that at all. Look, 22 women is a lot of women, and I'm going to say, I'm going to side that something happened. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, when there's that many women, it's not just one or two. I get that. But I do know from being around athletes, you know this, we all do, there are a lot of women out there who want to get paid. And I'm not saying this is what's happening here, and I know people are going to come after me, and that's okay. I don't really care. But it's, you know, you, you, you've got to weigh the options, and everybody has a right to their day in court. And Deshaun Watson's day in court was that there was not enough evidence to move forward. That's our court system. End of story, game over. So, as Quinn said, now the man has a right to make a living. So, I, you know, people can get on the NFL, and then, you know, I, I just don't like it when people go, well, that's how they feel about women. No, it's not. Well, and you're right. I mean, the CBA allows them to do this. And like I said, his agent, his agent taught a master class in contract writing today. Yes. I, I mean, his agent and the Cleveland Browns working out a deal, going over all of the potential pitfalls. Like, if I lose six games, I'm going to lose this much money. All right, well, we could fix it this way. This is what we're going to do. And I also wonder when you look at that number, and it's guaranteed, it, it's a lot of money, did the agent, Mulligetta, factor in loss of revenue, loss of income from the endorsements he's not going to get? Because it's probably going to be a long time before Deshaun Watson is doing some national TV commercials. I mean, you think about all the commercials Baker's done. And I'm glad Baker has made a whole lot of money doing commercials because that big contract he was hoping to get, that's kind of like the one that just got signed by Deshaun, that's not coming anytime soon. But I don't see Deshaun replacing Baker doing the commercials from his house, the, <laughs> the stadium. I mean, that that's not going to happen. Um you know, I saw Matt Stafford. You know, think about Matt Stafford. 
Has he ever done a national commercial before? I don't remember any national commercials no. with Stafford before. Well, yesterday no. I'm watching the tournament. There's Matt Stafford at the AT&T store with his great story about upgrading. And, you know, he was married to his old fa- I mean, it was a great script. He nailed it. But, I mean, you go win a Super Bowl and you get some national TV commercials. I think it'll be a while, a long while, before you see Deshaun Watson able to get those kind of commercials. Yeah, it's... Uh you're right, just because of the court of public opinion, right. it's going to be tough. So no company is going to want to tie their wagon to Deshaun Watson, at least not right away. And, you know, I know a lot of people are upset by this, and I understand why people are upset by this. But we live in the greatest country in the world. The court system is the best there is in the world. The court system determined that this man is not guilty. Or there was not enough evidence to bring charges. So I don't know why people are upset. What what are we supposed to do with the guy now? I mean, is he, he, he he's not going to jail? There's going to be no criminal charges? Is he not allowed to make a living? I mean, it, it makes no sense for the people that are on Facebook coming at me saying, well, it makes it okay. But no, but the man's not going to jail. There are no criminal charges. He has every right to go out and make a living. Somebody wanted to hire him and pay him. That's just the way it is. Like it or not, that's the world we live in. And that's one of the things. So I, th- this is one of the – when you look at it, Jason, you said it right. His agent secured the bag with this contract, yeah, right? Yeah. So they, he definitely padded, padded the possibilities of what might happen. The NFL, the ugly truth is if you have talent and you're not legally binded to be preventing you from playing, you're going to play. We've got – guys that have had DUIs who have unfortunately killed people we've had domestic violence we've had guys who fought other guys and assaulted men outside of outside of the sport so it's not just a woman issue or victim issue or or any of these things if the player goes through the steps legally and makes himself available to play and has the talent he's going to have an opportunity to play well and that and when you can play when you can play it doesn't matter. I, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. And I think for those that are upset, it, is it because he did all these things? We think he did all these things. He embarrassed the league, misses a year, got paid for that year, and then wins, right? I, I think some people w- w- wanted to see him suffer a little bit. And, hell, he's got to move to Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, but but I because I'm with you. I mean, and if you're a Texans fan, and I want to hear from you, Texans fans, it's over. It's over. What are you guys feeling? What is the Houston Texan fan feeling right now? The Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines are open, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776 on Twitter. He's at Joe JoeRyanEagle210. You can tweet at me, at Jason Minix. Because if you're a Houston Texans fan, you knew this day was coming. Sure. And all you were waiting for was, what are we getting in return? And by all accounts, the Texans got what they wanted in return. Well, of course, they get three first-round picks, which they, they can use to their discretion. They get a third-round pick and a, and a swap of late-round picks. And I haven't, again, I'm, I'm surprised that there aren't some players in that swap, too. And maybe there are, and those details just haven't come out yet. But, um, you know, now the Texans, but that's what the Texans needed. 
They need draft picks. They need to start over. They need to rebuild. And this now gives them the opportunity to do that. Not only that, it gives them the opportunity to distance themselves from what's been happening and what's been talked about over the past year and a half or so with Deshaun Watson. He's out of there. Houston can move on. And Deshaun Watson can move on as well. This is going to hurt for Houston Texans fans. When you look at what they've done in this window of time and you've seen J.J. Watt come through there, Clowney come through there, Hopkins go through there, now Deshaun Watson, they're literally going to see the cornerstones of these, what should have been the signature talent on a franchise with generational talent. They should have been able to see it come to glory and due to injury and, and just bad opportunities and poor coaching mind you absolutely um, you know yeah, they have stupidness the from bill o'brien and they got to hit a reset and it's going to hurt for a while well that started the downfall with watson in the first place when they traded away hopkins yes i mean that was really what started the whole downfall and put a bad taste in his mouth because i mean yeah you trade away arguably the best wide receiver in the league that hurts a quarterback just go ask aaron Rodgers right now yeah, but Aaron knew it was coming, but he's got 150 million reasons to be okay with whatever happens. USC down one to Miami, 59-58, just under two minutes to play in that one. Texas and Virginia Tech, they're in a good one. Come watch these games with us here at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. We're here until 7 o'clock tonight, a San Antonio Sports Star takeover. This is The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Longhorns in Virginia Tech and a good one, 31 at 31 with two seconds to play in the first half of that one, now 32-31. We'll see what happens as they go to halftime oh! with a buzzer beater at the wow. half from midcourt. Longhorns with a 34-32 lead. Boy, I tell you what, I think that was more than half court. That was like three-quarter court shot. He put that thing up from the other free throw line. That was incredible. Off the glass it went and in the bucket. That game's going to halftime, so you've got time to get over here to Twin Peaks, the Park North location. Watch the second half with us. Always nice when you see people walk in like Joe Trevino over there says, man, I drive around every afternoon listening to you guys come have a bit, come and have a beer and watch some games. And that's what we want you to do. It's a San Antonio Sports Star takeover. The Miami-USC game. 25 seconds left, 65-64. We'll keep you updated on what's happening with that game as well. 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776 is the Kia Bossa Bacon phone line. You want to dial that up or tweet at us at Joe Reinagle 210 Tweet at me at Jason Minix. If you're a Houston Texans fan, and I've seen a couple scroll by on the Facebook live feed. I want to know how you're feeling today that the Deshaun Watson saga is finally over. You knew it was coming. Now it's happened. Is there a sense of relief as a Texan fan? I'm trying to, I, I don't know if I can put myself in your shoes. I mean, in some ways, is this relatable to when that dude got sent from San Antonio to Toronto? <laughs> you, you knew it was happening. You're like, just, uh, you hate to see talent like that leave, but good riddance, right? Yeah. Is, is, is that Ben Brasino on Facebook Live says, as a Texan fan, I'll be, hap I, I'll be happy until the brain trust screws it up in the draft. No faith in ownership or management. 
Well, there's that. There is that, <laughs> and and I don't blame him. That uh, those are very wise words because the Texans have a habit of doing that. But you know, it's it's going to be even hard for them to screw this up because well, I mean, they're they're getting with all the draft picks they've got. They need a lot. Obviously, they can because we've talked about that quite a bit. But it's. Uh, well, they're going to have their opportunities. We'll just put it that way. They're going to have a lot of, lot of uh, bullets in the gun, so to speak. Well, and, and I look at Nick Casario, and how well is he going to draft? I, I, I mean, if it were Bill O'Brien, I might be a little bit more uh, concerned because yeah. we know it. Although, I mean, Bill O'Brien takes a lot of crap, and he's earned it. He's just, he, he has. But he, he did a hell of a job. I mean, he put together some really good teams, some teams that we thought were Super Bowl caliber type of teams. He was able to acquire. I just don't know if he was good at development or retaining. Well, that's, I think, the retaining part of it because, you know, you, you hear the things that happen between him and, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he gets rid of him because he's pissed off at him. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, so why do you do that? That's ridiculous. And, and that kind of started the downfall of it all. But I, I think Bill O'Brien screwed that up. And I think that this, just the fact that he hasn't gotten another job in the NFL well, kind of tells you all you need to know. Nobody wants him running their ball club. You uh, look at other NFL news. It looks like Fletcher Cox is going back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, no real surprise there, just for less money. And the Dallas Cowboys continue to not sign outside free agents, although they did sign Leighton Vanderesh today. And I, I look at, you know, trying to read the tea leaves. I believe, and I saw this on Twitter, so it must be true, the Dallas Cowboys are the only franchise through free agency that has not signed a free agent from another team. Well, that's got to make Cowboy fans sad, I would think. It's, it's not sad. It's angry. Angry. Uh, it, so really, but all they did today with Van Der Esch was pick up his option. I mean, well, but, basically, I mean. But they declined his option. That right. would have cost him about $15 million. So they give him a new contract. It's for, only for one year. And, and, uh, and one year at $3 million. Yeah. So had they picked up his option, it would have been fifteen. But So I'm looking at this Cowboys defense, and we'll talk more about it coming up at 5.30 with our friend John Mashoda. But is this being Jabril Cox, Leighton Van Der Esch, Micah Parsons, maybe a little bit more as the edge rusher? Well, it could be, depending on what they do in the draft. It is deep with, deep, uh, with uh, edge rushers. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, with, with the folks that we have on, the experts that, that that know how these things operate, I'm not sure Micah Parsons wants to be an every-down rusher. I, you know, and, and I don't know if that's the best way to utilize his talent. I mean, obviously, he is a very talented young man, and uh, he can do a lot of things. But, boy, you put him there to rush the quarterback every single down, I'm not sure that's the best usage of his talent. No, I agree with that. In certain situations, especially third and long, uh, I, I want him in that position. Miami and USC. Miami up 68-66. USC with a chance at the buzzer, and oh. it's off the rim. No good. The Hurricanes upset the USC Trojans 68-66. The final score. <laughs> the Trojans are done. And whatever moron you know that had them going to the Final Four is devastated. <laughs> His name is Quinn Hudson. <laughs>
That's all right, Quinn. Misery loves company, my friend, because Jason is crying too. And I guess you've gotten over that after uh, Kentucky got beat last night and your bracket was in the toilet. Dude, I had such a good time at the Roo Pub. When that happened, I wasn't feeling a thing. So that hangover was a little worse today when you woke up because... Yeah, it is what it is. I just, I just, you know, I have freed up so many hours over the next several weeks. (laughs) Uh, So much brain space and stress over my bracket right so you know i'm done uh, my, my bracket is done done i don't have to check it the rest of the way i guess there's something to be said for that right if your bracket is toast that's yeah, a stress uh, free day one then yeah. you can just enjoy the tournament yeah, it's a stress free tournament yeah getting to the elite eight and all your teams get beat okay See, i guess I, I, I guess there's some sense in that i'm not sure but uh just you know, you, if that helps that. you jason yeah, just that's follow fine. me on that i, yeah. I, I just wanted a stress free <laughs> tournament you know it's it's kind of like when you watch the Super Bowl and they didn't make a single bet. You know, I, I don't know what that's like, but I would imagine those people, you know, enjoy the commercials. Um, I guess. I guess. I'll come up with the new brackets uh, Monday, you know, with all the teams that are left. Uh, don't they do that, the second chance losers bracket? Yeah, you could probably be in that. I, I I'll, guess. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll re-bracket it up. On, you on know, I, 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 when you told me at the very beginning Kentucky was your national champion, I, I, it just takes me back. There are so many tournaments of the past that I've picked Kentucky, and it seems like every time they have ripped my heart out. Well, and so now they've ripped yours out. Yeah, well, and, and I see a Kansas is that way for me. That's why okay. I don't like to pick Kansas. Okay. But I think I even said, you know, I got Kentucky. I didn't expect them to lose in the first round. No. And I said they're either going to win it all or they're going to be out in the in the opening weekend. Right? <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of what well, I you were with right. Kentucky. I mean, you know. <laughs> Um, it, it was an overly confident pick, and you know I make a bracket, and then I hate my bracket. Yeah, I hated well. my bracket, but I don't want to go back and change it once you've kind of made it, even if you don't like it, because then you're just going to second guess yourself. And I only do one bracket. I'm a one bracket guy. You know, I I, I look at some people. Uh, a friend of ours, his name is Greg Moore. Yeah. He's got like nine or ten. He was sending a post that, oh, I had that upset. Well, dude, you got ten brackets. You should. If all of them are different, yeah, yeah. you should. You know, and you, do you have bracket remorse? I know you do, but I do because <laughs> I picked New Mexico State to win last night, but then I have them losing to Arkansas in the next round, the yeah. next game. And I regret that. Because I really believe New Mexico State may be that team this year that can make a pretty deep run. And I don't know that Arkansas is all that great anyway. So I'm I'm regretting that, and I wish I could change it. Because I'll be honest with you, after watching that game last night, I'm a fan of New Mexico State. Man, those guys can flat-out ball. So you're an Aggie fan. (laughs) New Mexico State Aggie, yes. (laughs) He's He's an Aggie fan. He is. Joe Reinagle on Twitter <laughs> at Joe Reinagle 210 Go Ags. Go Ags <laughs> of New Mexico State. Yeah, those Aggies. Those guys, they're actually in the tournament. Those other Aggies aren't. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so. You went there, did you? You, you got to root for a team that's actually in the NCAA tournament and that's not out of it. Well, so. What about the NIT? I, I'm rooting for them in the NIT. I hope they win. I think they play again tomorrow night. Yeah, the NIT is weird because their games are, like, spread out for two months, it seems like. I mean, they're all over the place, and I think they they play tomorrow night, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I'm rooting for them. I hope they do well because they, they absolutely got screwed. 
They, they did. They did. They, they they did. But they're they're not in the tournament. The tournament in full swing here at Twin Peaks. It's Friday. It's gorgeous outside. It's gorgeous inside for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Come hang out with us here at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. We are here until seven o'clock tonight. Watching basketball, it just there's so many screens here. It's it's hard to. Like I mean, so oh, if, is that why your your neck keeps moving? <laughs> yeah, that's, one, that's one reason. Is, is it it's also the, is it lingerie day or is, something? It, yeah. Is that what Rob said yesterday? I think it's uh, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. Today is lingerie day, which is every day that which, ends in Y. It's which, Twin Peaks, which, right? Yeah, it doesn't look a lot different than it did yesterday, which is a good thing. Yes. <laughs> My. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yes. Good answer. Do you know who Judas Priest is? I do. They're a rock and roll band. They're playing on Monday night. Okay. Lady here said that she was talking with a guy at work. So excited that she got tickets for Monday night. Okay. The guy at work's in his 40s. Yeah. Said, who is Judas Priest? Oh, wow. That, that surprises me. I mean, and, you know... Michael Jimenez, he brags about his sheltered life growing up. He doesn't know a lot of things. And, you know, Greeny's got a producer that doesn't know a damn thing. Yeah. And, you know, those become funny bits on with Greeny. But if you're talking to somebody in their 20s, you know, there are certain things you go, okay, I could see you sure. not knowing that. Yeah. Your parents didn't raise you right, right? Uh, right, right. But for somebody in their 40s to not know... Judas Priest. You should know that, I would think. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be a fan, but to say who, and then well, hear songs and go, no, I've never heard that before. Do, do, did I misunderstand you? He had the tickets? No, no. Okay. No, she was excited that she got tickets. I got you. Okay. And okay. a co-worker said, who's that? You know, it's interesting because uh, when I was working TV, there would be a lot of things. You know, Bill Taylor and I would have a conversation and talk about something from the 80s, yeah, for example. Sure. And there'd be the youngsters around there saying, no, we've never seen that. Well, well, Heard see, of that. But I, but I get that if you're a youngster. You know, if you're in your 20s, I, I could see that. But a dude in their in his 40s. Should know who Judas Priest is. Should know who I Judas agree. Priest is. I agree with you. You know, and, and at the very least, you hear a couple songs and you go, okay, I know that one. Yeah. Right? I mean, sure. there, there's a lot about, oh, so-and-so. But Judas Priest is one of those. You know, you might hear certain songs, like, oh, that was Tears for Fears. I knew the song, but I didn't know the band. I right, mean, right. You know, it's not like it's a one-hit wonder type band sure. either. Yeah. By the way, Judas Priest, Monday night in That's San Antonio. Good. And, and, you know, we did that on What's on Tap yesterday. Yeah. And uh, we, you were surprised, which, I mean, I can see me being surprised, but you're the concert guy. I had no idea they were coming. Yeah. None. Well, apparently, uh, Pledge did. Well, Pledge only knew because he had to do research to put together <laughs> what's on tap. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Come see us here at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. We are here until 7 o'clock. Park North is at 410 and Blanco. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM.
I see a little Metallica. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix. We're live out at Twin Peaks, the Park North location for the San Antonio Sports Star takeover. Michael Jimenez has lost something. I don't know what he has lost, but he's looking under the table for something. Is that why he's looking under the table? I would hope, because it's just dudes over here. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he's kind of crawling around under the table. Mike, if you're hungry, I'll get you a sandwich, buddy. All right? Jimenez has an issue of losing things. Yeah. I mean, Rob Thompson also has that issue, but he owns it. Jimenez doesn't think that he loses much. Oh, he's going to try to unplug something in the middle of a broadcast. Yeah, so if we go yeah, off yeah. the air, yeah, you know why. This is where you just have patience and you wait. <laughs> Three hours. Oh, good Lord. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Have a good one, brother. Yeah. yeah he's one drink in and gone. You know, that, but that's kind of cool. You know, we was talking to Rob Thompson a minute ago over here, and, you know, having stuff like this get together, come out here, take over Twin Peaks, Everybody from the station comes out. Everybody's having a good time watching uh, watching some basketball, talking sports. Everybody is, was as jaw-dropped as just like ours did when the Deshaun Watson trade was announced. Or, um, so it's, it's just fun to be around people that are all you know, sports people. And you got people of every age, men, women, and everybody's excited. Somebody left their keys. I'm guessing that's Rudy's. Well, I'm assuming they'll uh, they'll come back to get them because they're not going to go very far. Yeah, they're not going to go very far. <laughs> Somebody left their bill, too. <laughs> yeah, well. That must be Jack Thompson. <laughs> Dude, I'd be mad at him if he didn't. If my dad was hanging around here, I promise you, I wouldn't pay for a thing. Dude, uh, but I'd order a lot more than Jack does. Well, that, that that is true, although you can only push it so far. No. And he, and he knows that, although... Boy, I thought you were going to start a little bit of a family feud earlier today. I mean, Jack was eating, and you were like, hey, don't worry, your dad's got that. And he was like, I paid for mine yesterday. <laughs> no, he Rob was like, no, you didn't. Hey, uh, it was a back and forth. It was fun. Always fun out here. And uh, it's, well, this, there's no better place, honestly, than, than this place to watch basketball because they got all the games up. And you can watch all of them. Looks, Notre Dame's trying to pull off the upset, Jason, with of Alabama, up by eight with about uh, just under 12 minutes to play there. But and, a, and again, you go with the 11 seeds. Yeah. You know, we normally talk about all the 12-5 matchups. Uh, this year, it's about the 11 seeds. And, you know, right now, Texas leading at the half with a half-court buzzer beater over Virginia Tech, 34-32. I give... The Longhorns, no chance in this game, right? Although our expert from BUSR.com yesterday liked the Longhorns not only to win, but to cover. And I, I think he's crazy, but I mean, you know, he's the expert at it and threw a half a basketball at the very least. Uh, I had Kentucky as my national champion, so that means don't ever listen to me Never. when it comes to basketball advice i mean that you know kind of bottom lines what the, what what that is but i just got no confidence that the longhorns are going to play a, another solid half of basketball but the score where it is right now is in the longhorns favor because they do play such good defense 
if this game was up in the uh, 40s or, or 50s, Longhorns wouldn't have a chance. But, you know, at 34-32, right now that, that plays right in to the way the Longhorns win basketball games. Yeah, and it would be interesting to see what kind of momentum they bring out after obviously an exciting shot to end the first half. It was a long shot. Uh, a little bit more than a half-court buzzer beater right off the glass and into the hoop. And uh, we'll see what kind of momentum that brings them. By the way, I'm seeing here, not to get off topic, but Ken Rosenthal is reporting that the Astros are going to extend an offer to Carlos Correa. I guess we knew that, but you got to figure, we're hearing that all week, Jason. When are they going to pull the trigger? Well, I think the offer gets extended when you've worked out all the details. And apparently they've worked out all the details. And, you know, the lockout affected free agency. Right. It it feels like the Yankees are like, yeah, we're not paying you. We're not going to pay you that. Yeah. The Dodgers have run out of money, right? <laughs> uh, they, they, I would hope so. They, they have paid everybody else. So what were the other landing spots realistically for Carlos Correa and where he would want to go? And it does look like it will be a long-term deal, and he'll end up staying in Houston. And, and this is good for the Astros in the sense yeah. that they, they lost a couple that, you know, I mean, that, that's the business, right? I mean, sure. you're, you're going to lose some. Right. But they still want to be serious contenders, and they can be. You re-sign a Carlos Correa. Will it be as much as he originally thought he would get from the Yankees? Maybe not, but it's still going to be a boatload of money. It's going to be a lot of money, maybe uh, even more than what Deshaun Watson got today. Who knows? Well, but it's going to be up. Baseball money is always more than I'm, football I'm money. I'm telling you, it's, it's incredible. But, you know, what I found interesting is I'm looking at Carlos Correa and his journey and, and the things that have happened. A lot of the Astros players actually went to management. Yeah. Said, we need this guy. We need to sign him. So it tells me, obviously, we all know he's a great baseball player, but he must be pretty dang good in the locker room, too. Yeah, no, there, there is no doubt. Yeah. And, and he and Altuve are besties. And, and there's some other guys on that team. It, it's a close-knit team. But when it's time for business, business is business. That's what right. you have to do. And that's the time for you as an athlete to go be selfish. And I think he wanted to stay in Houston. But I don't think Jim Crane wanted to write a check like that because I, I think he was thinking it was going to be more in the Tatis neighborhood. Yeah. And, and maybe it won't be quite as much or surpass. I mean, we'll see when the final numbers come out. But uh, the Astros played hardball, and it looks like they're going to end up with a win. It's going to be big numbers, that is for sure. Uh, come on out, join us, Twin Peaks, man. I'm t I'm having I had a blast the last couple of days. Yesterday at the Twin Peaks over there, 151 and uh, 410, and of course today we're here at uh, Blanco and 410, Park North, and uh, it's it's nice in here for a variety of reasons. It is, and the basketball games are underway. Notre Dame with 10 minutes to play in the second half up 10 on Alabama 57-47 is the score there. The Longhorns with a one point lead over Virginia Tech second half just underway in that one. We'll have more uh, tournament news coming up Live KZDC San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM Woo! Joe Reinhardt 
Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. <laughs> He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Rob Thompson was going to grab some headphones, but grabbed a beer and walked away instead. <laughs> well, he was distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easy. It happens in Twin Peaks. It does. You get a little distracted sometimes. So if uh, we have a little dead air for a few seconds here, you know why. We apologize in advance. <laughs> no, we don't. Not really. It is what it is. Because you should come out here and join us, and then you'd understand what we're talking about. Not to mention the fact that the Texas Longhorns have opened up a six-point lead. Yeah, they're uh, they're playing really good basketball. I, I didn't see that, quite frankly, I didn't see that coming. Well, uh, it's a long way to go. Well, that's true. Yeah. That, 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 that's true. They it just is. started the second half, so... But Notre Dame looks like uh, they're serious now. They've opened up a 14-point lead over Alabama with nine minutes to play in that ball game. So Notre Dame, who had to play their way in, uh-huh. is in and trying to make some noise. Now here's the thing, because I mean we've talked a lot about you know the 11 seats this year. You know normally it's the 12-5. This year it looks like the 11-6. But somebody that I know named Joe Reinagle on Twitter at Joe Reinagle 210 I like talks that about guy. Yeah. How, how great the SEC is in basketball. Yeah. A uh, whole lot of SEC teams aren't playing on day two of the tournament. They won't make it to the second round. Well, you know, I can't argue with that, especially when you're talking about the number two seed that got beat last night. Yeah, Kentucky is out. Alabama's not having a good showing. And while they get a lot of teams in, and the SEC realistically should have had one more team in the tournament with A&M, and I know that there's going to be a lot of Aggie fans that say, see, you know, how how did they get in and we didn't, all that kind of stuff as, as you look at it. But do you look at conferences? Like one of the things during bowl season that – you know, you'll see the rankings. Oh, this conference went two and five in a bowl. Or, or yeah, yeah, I don't give a damn. I don't right, care right? about that either. I, I, but does it reflect poorly in your mind on the conference when a conference gets a lot of teams in and they don't perform well? Uh, yes and no. And, and the reason I say that, what what's the, the beauty of the NCAA tournament is it's one and done. Yeah, I mean, and and so anybody, right? I mean, you, you got a bad shooting night, uh, a couple of turnovers you don't normally make, uh, the other team gets hot. I mean, you just never know. It's not a series. It's that one game for all the marbles. And in college basketball now, you know, I look at that when I start filling out my bracket, how these, especially the high, or higher seeds, have a lot of seniors or, four, you know, four or five-year players. Because they're taking on, you got 22-year-olds maybe playing a bunch of 18-year-olds. And I think that really makes a difference, and it levels the playing field in my mind. Obviously, Kentucky, they're going to play St. Peter's. They're going to beat them 9 out of 10 times. But on that one day, St. Peter's gets it done. And and so that's what happens. And, and that's why I think the, the NCAA tournament is the sporting event that it is and why people like it so much because it's – it's win or go home, and that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter who you are. Games that are in the books already. Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago at 54-41. Auburn over Jacksonville State 80-61. Texas Tech blew out 
Montana State 97-62. Purdue over Yale 78-56. Villanova by 20 over Delaware 80-60. And Miami a 68-66 winner over USC. Games coming up tonight. There's there's a lot of good games coming up tonight. Now Illinois, they've got Chattanooga. Duke plays Cal State Fullerton. LSU and Iowa State. That's an 11-6 matchup. I like Iowa State to beat the six-seeded LSU Tigers in that game. Arizona has Wright State, Houston, and UAB. Wouldn't be surprised if UAB knocked off the Houston Cougars in that game. Michigan State has Davidson later, Wisconsin, and Colgate, and TCU, and Seton Hall are your late games tonight. Jason, why do you hate the SEC? What do you mean, why do I hate the SEC? You're calling for another SEC team to lose tonight. Well, it's not SEC hate. It's just, it's just what it is. It's, it's, it's matchups. I mean, you know, and I look at like LSU. They fired the coach. They got a lot of things going yep. on. Yep. I don't. I, I mean, I know they're a six seed, but I thought A and M should have gotten the tournament before LSU. Well, and you could say the same thing about Arkansas as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that they belong. And again, I have buyer's remorse because I have Arkansas now beating. New Mexico State, and I, I honestly love that New Mexico State team. So uh, I think they they have a great opportunity to beat Arkansas tomorrow. Um, so you know you're right, and and you know, maybe the SEC. A lot of times, you know, if you're a, a voter or on the selection committee, you look at a, a body of work throughout the year, and you think, well, these teams are pretty good. But again. You get in the tournament, and, and everything can change on a dime, and we're seeing that with a couple of teams. And then the cream rises to the top. I mean, you saw what Auburn did in their first-round game. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, the same thing. Uh, Baylor, the same thing. So, you know, the, the cream rises to the top sometimes, and the better teams will come in and say, hey, that 16 seed can beat us. We don't want that to happen. This is not a day off. We need to come play some ball. And as you start thinking ahead to next weekend here in San Antonio uh, for the regional, uh, Michigan and Tennessee are going to play in the next round. The winner comes to San Antonio. Same with Ohio State and Villanova. That's a hell of a second round matchup. And then, of course, um, the games that are happening later tonight, we'll find out. But likely to see Arizona uh, advancing and coming in through San Antonio. And then, you know, will it be Illinois if Houston gets by UAB? You know, it's not, I, I, you kind of feel like there should be a, a Texas team in San Antonio. Yeah. I was a little surprised that Texas Tech didn't get in the south. Um, the Longhorns didn't get in the south. I, I, I mean, Baylor didn't get in the south. It, it, it is kind of strange that Houston is the uh, Texas school with an opportunity to get to play in San Antonio. Well, you know, I guess there's a train of thought there. I mean, do they not want, being that it is coming to San Antonio, I know it's hard to avoid this with everybody, but obviously Baylor would have a distinct advantage in a ball game in San Antonio, as would Texas, as would Texas Tech. So it's funny. I would love to be a fly on the wall with a selection committee. Number one, who gets in and who's out, and then what region they play in on top of that because you know that a lot of times makes a heck of a difference for a team that has to go through a gauntlet in say the west region where the south region may be a little bit easier well and obviously not this year i'm not but just for example yeah well the the path is always something that you can look at and it, it's kind of interesting as you see how that plays out but I, I would like to think that you would consider region and 
fans that are traveling and road trips versus planes. Although with gas prices, uh, you know, you, you, you never know. But you, 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 I, who cares if it's an advantage? I mean, if you're a higher seed, if you're Baylor, uh, the the fact that you are a one seed, yeah, you're playing your first round games in Fort Worth, but then where are you going to end up in Philadelphia? Although that Baylor UNC game tomorrow, that's going to be an incredible basketball game. I don't think so. I think Baylor handles them, and I think they handle them pretty well. I don't think North Carolina. Yeah, everybody's all high on North Carolina now. They beat Duke. Well, a lot of reasons for that. And obviously they win their first-round match, but I'm just not sold on North Carolina. They, I think Baylor will take them to the woodshed tomorrow. They put 95 on Chaka Smart's Marquette team yesterday. Okay. I, I, They're I, not going to do that against Baylor, I, I promise you. I, I, I Maybe not 95, I, and I'm not saying Baylor's not going to win that game. I just think it's going to be a hell of a basketball game. It's not going to be a cakewalk for the Baylor Bears. Uh, Bears win by double digits. Bears I'm calling win it now. by, yeah. says Joe Reinick. That's right. Baylor will take care of business there. That Baylor team is good, man. And you know what? I, and, and I love this, especially with guys that I don't get to share a microphone with very often, but Big Poppy. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were debating. Brandon Medina. Brandon Medina. It's Big Poppy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brandon Big Poppy Medina. There you go. I got it now. Okay. We were debating conferences and what's the best. And I obviously said, well, SEC. He said, obviously, he's a Red Raider fan, so he says Big 12. And, you know, he makes a legit point. And uh, not that I'm conceding to Big Poppy, but I'm just saying he made some good points. And The Big 12 is a great basketball conference. It may be a little closer than I give them credit for. The, the Big 12 is a great basketball conference. It is right now. Um, and, and, again, when you've got a Kansas in there, you've got a Baylor in there, I mean, obviously that's going to help. I mean, the Longhorns up and down, but you expect them to be good. And they're winning right now by 8.50 to 42. With uh, They're at the 12-minute timeout in the second half of that game going on right now. But an eight-point lead for Chris Beard's team. You know, the question is, will they be able to hang on to it? It is the Blitz. We're live out at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. 410 and Blanco. We're here till 7 o'clock watching tournament games. Uh, you've got plenty of time to come and join, and join us. Happy hours going on. Of course, every hour is happy in Twin Peaks. But you also look at the big news of the day is the NFL, proving once again they are king. Tournament's going on, and Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns have stolen the headlines. When's the last time anybody said that, that the Cleveland Browns have stolen the headlines? Uh, it's... Uh, for a good thing. I mean, For, yeah. they've done dumb things that have stolen headlines. Right, true, true. Right? But, but again, you, you look at the decision that Deshaun Watson made, and I can't wait for his first sit-down interview to take us through the process. Whatever he says is, in, is a, at his introductory press conference, what his agent, who should teach a master's level class on contracts, when not only did he get his client traded, he got his client a massive raise on a fully guaranteed contract north of $200 million. Now, it takes that to go to Cleveland. There were reports Cleveland was in the mix, then they weren't. I even said yesterday, if he didn't want to play in the cold weather, why even take a meeting with Cleveland? But they have a stacked roster. You and I talked about it all week. Yeah, yeah. If you want to win now, Deshaun, 
then you go to Cleveland. Now, this is a 10-year decision. Sure. So maybe you don't have to win now, and next year you don't know if you're going to be suspended. But you get there. Guys are going to sign wherever you go because they're going to want to play with the quarterback of his, his caliber. So, uh, lifestyle. Atlanta. Sure. It looked like Atlanta was that was going home. Maybe he heard from more cousins than he knew he had and decided going home might not be all it's cracked up to be. He picks Cleveland. They give him a hell of a deal. The Texans get a haul in picks in return, which is what they wanted. So, Nick Casario did a solid job. Didn't get fleeced. The agent did a great job. Now, how do you look at the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson as the quarterback? I think you have to look at him as uh, as a player. I mean, it, with Watson coming in, and I say that again, not knowing how he, you know any kind of suspension that may or may not come down, and he's taking a year off. What kind of effect is that going to have on Deshaun Watson? taking a year off is he going to be rusty is it going to take him a while to get back into the swing of things I, I personally don't think so i think he's going to hit the ground running but you got to figure the cleveland browns are a player especially in that division and uh and and why not in the afc although the afc is a gauntlet and they just got another gunslinger to add to the big collection of gunslingers in the afc well i i, I look at what cleveland has and with everything that we have read, they didn't give up players. You know, there was a deal the other day about Kareem Hunt would be involved. Yep. And maybe they, So they didn't weaken the roster at all in adding a Deshaun Watson. So you've got the run game. You've got the receivers. You, you, you added Amari Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. You... You look at that team. Now you got other guys. You know, Antonio Brown is tweeting about where he wants to play. He, <laughs> he tweeted, Cleveland Antonio Brown, C-A-B. Yeah. That's his initials, apparently. I I, I just look at, at the uh, AFC North. You've got Joe Burrow. You've got Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh. Mitch Trubisky. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and now you've got Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. That's still a tough division. You look at those three or four teams. You look at the AFC West with all the quarterbacks in that division, all the firepower. The AFC is going to be incredible this year. But is Cleveland, in your mind, considered the team to beat in the AFC North? Is it Cincy? Is it, are they better than a healthy Baltimore team? You know, it's a good question, and uh, a lot's going to rest, obviously, and it does, on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. But you, you still have to put Cincinnati as the top dog there, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I think Cleveland certainly got in the conversation now, and you can't discard them anymore. It's like, well, yeah, their, their roster's great, but then Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. Uh, so... Now you got to say, hey, they got Deshaun Watson. They're legit, and uh, you know we can't certainly overlook these guys. Not that anybody overlooked them, but you know you got to put them in the conversation for sure. You, you know, it's interesting because I, I think it's fair to say that you just added Deshaun Watson, and you're still probably going to pick to finish third in the division, right? If you're going with Cincinnati, the defending AFC champion, the a team that has gotten better in free agency with adding some uh, line play, which they certainly needed to do yeah. to protect Joey Burrow, right? Um, Baltimore, I think, is a hell of a football team when healthy, right? But 
you add a Deshaun Watson, you give him a, a $200 plus million guaranteed contract, and you're still probably third at best second in your division. And that's a, in the AFC overall, what do you figure? Fifth? Sixth? Oh, wow. Yeah, that, I mean, I put a list together, but yeah, I mean. Buffalo's got to be king right now, I would think, and then Bu- they Buffalo and Kansas, Kansas City, City. Right, right, right there. Uh, I think San Diego has made San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> have made you know some moves that I think move them up a notch, and I think you know uh, their quarterback is only going to get better. That guy is impressive, and he's going to get better. Um, you got the Broncos now with Broncos Russell now, Wilson. Yeah, that's, uh, you, know, you got to put them in the conversation. You, you, you know, you, definitely Oakland. Or the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. What the heck? <laughs> Why don't these teams just stay put, for goodness sake? <laughs> well, you know, it's all in what Don Coriel is able to do with those Chargers. That's right. <laughs> Air Raid Coriel. <laughs> I, I mean, but but honestly, so, I mean, I, I look at Cleveland. I mean, uh, it's the AFC, the gauntlet that is there. But I like and appreciate the decision that Deshaun made because it gives him an opportunity to win now, but it doesn't put Cleveland over the top, right? Uh, and Cleveland will play at Houston next year, and I hope it's later in the season. Uh, that, that, that's that got Monday night football, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck written all over it. At the very least, it's got to be a Sunday night game. Oh, yeah, you for know, sure. Hey, Houston, guess what? You're not going to be in the uh, Sunday noon window. All right, they're gonna they're gonna get a primetime ass kicking. Yeah, not because of you, but because of uh, your former quarterback that will be there, and we want to see what the reunion's gonna look like. All right, though, let me play devil's advocate. Okay, is that is Deshaun's return to Houston worthy of the spotlight of Sunday night or Monday night football? When when they just look at what's the quality of the game? Yes, great storylines, but. As I said that, do you do I really think or would want that to be on Monday Night Football probably from a national not, perspective? Because it's going to probably be over at halftime, yeah. you would think. But it will be a great storyline whenever it happens, and you never know. Uh, maybe it will garner Houston one of their uh, one and only 3 o'clock windows for that particular day. I don't know. Here's something else I want to bring up, though, about this whole Deshaun Watson thing. You, you've been talking about his agent, and rightly so. And I think his agent did a good job. But when you look at what transpired throughout the week, the gamesmanship, mm-hmm. I mean, were they serious or was that a, a, a bluff? Look, I got a, I got a pair of deuces under here, no aces. I don't know what you got, but you know what? The heck with you, Cleveland. We're going to either Atlanta or New Orleans. We're done with you. Was that a bluff by Watson's people? Or do you really think they were prepared to walk away and Cleveland came back to the party? I think they were prepared to walk away from Cleveland. The idea of going home, the late push by New Orleans, Miss Benson going to Atlanta to meet personally with them and, and their team. I really do think early in the week when he crossed Cleveland off the list, it was Cleveland, right? And all the people from Atlanta, athletes, celebrities, no, the key to the city. I mean, you're you're given, uh, you know, carte blanche to go home. And I mean, he was a ball boy for the Falcons as a kid. Yeah, he grew up going to. I, I mean, it made sense, right? And I think that's why so many people thought it was going to be there. My guess is 
Atlanta, which was doing everything they could to move Matt Ryan because they, because of salary cap reasons, you couldn't have them on the roster at the same time. So they had to be simultaneous trades. But I think the contract talks that they were having with Atlanta clearly weren't going as well as they were with Cleveland because they got a whole new deal in Cleveland. Yeah. In Atlanta, the reports were they were willing to guarantee the final two years of his contract where in Cleveland they said, the hell with your contract, here's your new one. Well, and they tore it up, and it was the way it worked out. It benefits Cleveland for sure mm-hmm. because they were just about a shape salary cap-wise as are the Atlanta Falcons. So they were able to get that done where it helps them, doesn't hurt them salary cap-wise, certainly helps Deshaun Watson, that's for sure, and uh, and they got it done. So, you know, that's, that's the way things work, and sometimes – one side has some smarter people than the other, perhaps. I don't know. Well, or, or more willing people, because I, I, I got to believe David Mulligetta put this whole thing together. Uh, here's, you know, w- when you look at this year, he's playing for a million dollars technically for his salary. So if he does get suspended, it will only be 55000 and change per game missed, because all of this year was a signing bonus, sure. a check that is written today. Right. Think about that. Now, most of that money is going to Rusty Harden. <laughs> yes, it is. He's got to pay for his defense. Uh, uh, you know, and you would assume a lot of it will end up with uh, uh, massage therapists, uh, the ones, the 22, not future ones, right? But, <laughs> yeah, let's hope uh, so anyway. But, but you look at it, a hell of a deal that his agent was able to put together, and the contract is all guaranteed money. You know, outside of Kirk Cousins, there's not a whole lot of guys in the NFL that have fully guaranteed contracts. I mean, baseball, basketball, seemingly every other sport, hockey, they all have guaranteed contracts. The NFL is the only one that does it. But then you can also say, yeah, there's a salary cap, but what the hell is a salary cap when you see all the different ways to manipulate it? Yeah, and you can, and and that's what's frustrating when your team is not doing something that you think they should be doing. But I think it's just genius the way it all played out, and you got to remember, too, we're talking about $230 million. Look, Watson made a lot of money already. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that money probably has already gone to Rusty Harden. I'm sure Harden wasn't saying, hey, I'm a nice guy and you can pay me later. I'm sure a lot of that was going as sure. they went. And this thing went on, what, 17 months? Well, and keep in mind, he got paid every nickel last year. Right. To not play. Yes. But he had to show up for practice. He did. He showed up for work every day. He did. I mean, he he, he did. But at the at the same, it's gonna be you know like all of a sudden you hear us on from uh, three to four a.m. <laughs> yeah, you still have a job, but you know, <laughs> yeah, right? right? I, I mean, I, but they but he he got paid last year. Yes. The question now is, how soon do we hear from the NFL on how they are going to discipline Deshaun Watson? Does he get suspended? I think at the very least there's going to be a massive fine because if you're David Mulligetta, you're saying he's already missed 17 games. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're going to state that case. The NFL came out with a statement, though, basically saying it doesn't matter what happened today. We're still looking into it. It's not going to matter what happened. We can still maybe, is the way it looked, suspend this guy. So 
We'll see what happens. That's to come. The Texas Longhorns on a 14-3 run. They're opening up a big lead over Virginia Tech, just as I predicted. (laughs) 61-47, the score right now for the Longhorns. uh, Looks like they might not actually blow this lead. The play is in. The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. We're live out at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. Basketball on every screen in here. Longhorns leading Virginia Tech 62-47. We'll keep you posted throughout, but the NFL dominates even during the tournament. <laughs> yes, Deshaun Watson is the big story of today because that's a team that did something. The Cowboys, they're a team that I can't say they've done nothing because they actually did sign a couple of linebackers today, but it's what they haven't done that's got Cowboy fans all upset. Let's talk about it with our friend John Mashoda from The Athletic. He joins us now. John, how's your Friday? How's your bracket looking? You know, it's not doing great, um, but I'm a big college basketball fan, so I, I would prefer to be watching games uh, than talking NFL or writing about NFL right now, but that's, this is free agency. It's what we well, John, ask Jason how his bracket's doing. How's your bracket, Jason? <laughs> well, he's crying. I had Kentucky winning it all. Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah. You can maybe I'll rebound from that. Uh, Yo, know, it's it's a stress free tournament for me from here on out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a, my bracket's yeah. about as well as the uh, Cowboys free agency. It, I, I, it's amazing that they are the only team in the league that hasn't signed a player that played on a different team last year. You know, it is it is somewhat surprising, even though, you know, when you're at the Combine and Steven's talking about how they're going to be focused on signing their own and that's where the money's going to be spent. You know, you hear things like that and you're like, yeah, I understand for the majority of it's going to be, but when a move like the Randy Gregory thing falls through, I think that your plan has to change. Like, you think you're going to invest seven years or whatever it was, $50 million, $20 million guaranteed? Like, I, I, just, I don't know, like, or five years, sorry, $70 million. Uh, what do you, you're just saving that money? Like, I just feel like they have to go make a play for it. It's Darius Smith or J.W. Clowney or even just like an Arden Key. I, I, that, that other right edge position, the moves still need to be made there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, Liz Jeffer, Leighton Vander, I signed today. Linebacker spot looks like they'd be in pretty good shape. Add somebody in the draft. But without Randy Gregory, they're just to me is, is, is a. You got Dorrance Armstrong at right defensive end, but you need another type of big-time pass rusher over there. And you can maybe get it in the draft at 24, but I think that they need to invest some of this free agency money in that position. You know, John, when you look at it, though, it seems like, at least, and you tell me because you're the expert at this, but it seems like the Cowboys have cleared out some money to be able to go and sign a free agent somewhere. I don't know, name one. But is that the case, or are they still behind the eight ball in that respect? Oh, no, they clearly still have that money that they could have given the rent, or they were, had planned to give to Randy Gregory. You know, they have the money. I just don't think that they just want to spend it just to spend it, you know. But they don't feel comfortable, like I know the, the most popular name out there for Cowboys fans last is Bobby Wagner, that linebacker. And at this point, if they were to sign Bobby Wagner, 
to me, that's a sign that they're moving Micah Parsons to full-time defensive end, and they don't want to do that. So as much as fans want to see them sign a big name with some of that money, I just don't think Bobby Wagner is going to be that guy. But no, they definitely have money to make moves. They still need to re-sign J. Ron Kirst. I mean, the safety position, they, they added Malik Tucker back to the roster, but they need J. Ron Kirst to be signed as well to kind of, you know, fill in some of those gaps. And you know what, to be honest with you, they still need to sign a, a free agent wide receiver to make up for the loss of Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. So, no, they have money to do some things. And, and, they, and they have, you know, over the last decade, haven't really done much in the first week of free agency. But next week coming up, I expect them to be making some moves. Now, they're not going to be the moves, though, that are going to really fire up the fan base. Well, then I think that's uh, uh, some of the issues. Like, the team today is not as good as the team that lost to San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs. And when you look at who's available and the athletic, which is something that everybody should be subscribing to, has the uh, free agency, the, the NFL free agency, best available players. And as you scroll through that list... There's not a lot of things that say, yeah, let's get that guy. I mean, you know, realistically, like a Tyron Matthew I would like. Bobby Wagner probably isn't going to happen. Jadavion Clowney, big name, but this is a guy that's played four different teams in the last four years. Uh, you don't really know what you're going to get with him. No, no, and you're absolutely right about that. And so what I, you know, one of the things I look at with this team is you also can't rule out the idea of them trying to address that life position possibly be a trade. You know, they did that in 2019 uh, in late March to be another edge rusher. And they ended up trading, uh, I believe it was a six-round pick, uh, to get Robert Quinn. And Robert Quinn ended up being a double-digit fat guy. And they only had him for a year. The 2019 season obviously wasn't successful. But I, I think that they, there are ways to trade some draft picks, do some things, to bring in a, another veteran edge rusher to play on that right side. So that, hey, you know, you go into next month's draft, and if there's a great rush you really like a 24, you can still take them. But you don't feel like you're forced that you have to. Right now, if they don't get anything else, I feel like they have to take an edge rusher at 24. And that's not a good spot to be in. Uh, for the Cowboys going into the draft, and that's not a way that they've had success in the draft is being forced in the one position. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the draft. Well, I'm, I'm encouraged to hear you say that there could be something in the works, perhaps if uh, they need to go out and, and make a deal of some sort. Because, again, it, it was, as we sit back here and they say, well, they've cleared this off the salary cap, and they've cleared that off the salary cap, and there's still not that one thing that kind of gets the fans buzzing. What, what are you hearing there, John, from the fan base? It, just from here in San Antonio, you look on social media or you talk to people, and uh, Cowboy fans just seem really frustrated. Are they frustrated there in Dallas as well? Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. And, and the other thing about it is, you know, everyone knows what's going on in the rest of the NFL because you see it, whether it's on, online, on Twitter, whatever. And, and fans see what the Chargers are doing, see the moves that the Browns are making. You know, they see some of these moves that, that the Broncos see. And they're like, well, were we close? Like, we're playing this awful division, one twelve games, you know, came up short in the playoffs, like, isn't this team close too? Why not go and, and, and try and make a big move to one, one of these big time players too? Why? What, do, what are you guys voting for? Isn't this the window? You have your franchise quarterback. Like, why aren't you capitalizing on it? And I understand. I will say this: in my time covering the team, this is the most frustrated I've seen the fan base, and I, and I think that deservedly so. And so, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see free agency being a way. I don't think that there's much they can do in free agency to win the fans over. But I will say this: that the most positive thing that they have going for them is that they remain in the worst division in football, and it's a division they still should win. And as long as you do that, you'll still be in the playoffs. But the, but the problem is that if you don't improve on the roster from last year, why would anyone believe that you're going to go any deeper in the playoffs than you did this year? So true. John Mishota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz. And we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the defense. And, you know, yeah, Luke Gifford and Leighton Vanderesh are coming back in the linebacker core. You still have to replace Randy Gregory after that thing fell apart. But also, you know, you got a Connor that left and a Lyle Collins that got cut. The offensive line needed addressing to begin with, and I don't mind those guys not being there, but I do want to see improvement there. How do they replace and and improve the offensive line that struggled at times last year? Yeah, that that, that tackle position, I totally understand that. You know, making Lyle Collins a post-June one cut, you save $10 million on this year's pass. Obviously, Lyle Collins fell out of favor with the coaching staff. Between the, you know, he had the hip injury and, and the suspension, causing causing to miss a lot of the last two seasons. And then Terrence Steele stepped in this year and he played pretty well. But as you guys know, like you can just get by with two offensive tackles. Like, you're just not going to go into the season with them. Well, we got Terrence Steele and Tyron Smith. We're good to go. You know, you need to have a veteran swing tackle that they still need to add. You also need really what they needed last year's fourth round pick, Josh Ball, who they didn't get anything from last year. They need him to step up and be guy that they can count on. Just, you know. When there's those games that Tyron misses, which we all know that they're going to happen, that's just how it is. Um, but certainly in the draft, uh, if they don't take Ed Rusher at 24, I think an offensive lineman that, from what Will McClay has said, that this draft has a lot of offensive linemen that have the versatility to maybe play on the inside and on the outside, that you could possibly be tag- targeting at 24, which is fine. And that made a lot of sense when you thought that Randy Gregory is coming back. And that's why I'm saying you need to go out there and get some type of an edge rusher. So you're not forced to have to draft that at 24 because, as you mentioned, offensive line still needs pieces added to it, and certainly wide receivers still need pieces added to it. But, yeah, the offensive line is not going to be better on paper than it was last year, and you need it to be a lot better than it was last year. John, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the uh, Deshaun Watson sweepstakes today and what happened with the Cleveland Browns. What, uh, what were your initial thoughts when all that went down? Yeah, I think it was last night. There was talk that Cleveland was out. And so I was like, all right, so this looks like it's coming down the Falcons and Saints, which, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you're like, you know, that's bringing a good quarterback in the NFC, um, even though it seems like most of them have been leaving the NFC. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you probably like that. Deshaun Watson isn't going to go once the NFC, or one of these NFC teams or one of the NFC East would have been probably the worst case scenario for the Cowboys. So um, I just... I'll tell you from my perspective from just reporting on this type of stuff, I was surprised that like the presentation was pretty similar to what people were saying all along. We're gonna do three ones, probably another a player and then some other picks. And so when you look at everything that Cleveland gave up, I don't think it was bad um, in terms of giving up a three one, but the contract they gave him all of that guaranteed money, I mean, he has to be completely clean off of the field for this to work out. But it's a gamble that the player on the field is super talented. I think Deshaun Watson's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So as long as he's cleared of everything off the field and, and he's out there playing for you, I can see Deshaun Watson be the franchise quarterback of the Browns for the next 10, 15 years, and, and he could be, take them to the Super Bowl. So I understand why you make that investment, but I'm just saying from a Cowboys point, you, you probably like that because you look at the rest of the NFC. Yeah, Tom Brady's coming back. Aaron Rodgers is still there. But outside of that, what, who are the other top quarterbacks? I mean, right there with Dak or Tyler Murray, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, 
Uh, I mean, next up would probably be someone like Kirk Cousins. I mean, the NFC is very winnable still, still, and that's why I also feel like they got to go out and make some moves, take advantage of the situation you're in. And if he wasn't happy about getting traded to Cleveland, I'm sure Amari Cooper is ecstatic yes. at this point that it would be a Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball, not a Baker Mayfield. So where does your crystal ball, uh, John Machota, say that Baker ends up? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, Indianapolis, maybe. Um, they, certainly, they certainly are looking for a quarterback right now. Um, yeah, and that, that's just tough. I, I honestly, like... I feel like it has to be an NFC team just because so many of the AFC teams have loaded up, but the Colts stand out to me. Um, but if, if, if Washington wouldn't have just gotten Carson Wentz, I, I think that they would be a fit. Uh, you know, maybe New York is a possibility. But the big thing is, though, is that Baker's going to want to get paid. And so it's got to have be a team that's going to want willing to be paying him. And so the other one that I would think of is potentially Carolina. Carolina, I thought, would be an under Sean Watson thing, uh, which they were. Uh, but then they got they kind of removed from it rather early on. Maybe that's the team that he goes to. But yeah, I, I would if it's not the Colts, I think he ends up in the NFC somewhere. John Mashoda from the Athletic as he joins us every Friday. John, I'll let you get back to basketball. Appreciate the insight on the Cowboys. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next week. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Make sure you follow John on Twitter at John Mashoda and subscribe to The Athletic. It's Rob Thompson. The biggest headlines in sports. Rudy J and I break them down weekday mornings, 7 till 10 on R&R in the morning. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Ryanagel. I'm Jason Minix. We are at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. 410 and Blanco Road. You should really be here. You should be on your way here. Especially you, Adam. Your wife, Monica, is here. That's right. He's got girls' night going on. Apparently the husbands aren't allowed, but he keeps blowing up her phone, uh, dealing with a little FOMO. Well, he needs to be here. Why, why is he not here? Appar- why are you not here, Adam? Apparently he's working. Working? Working. On a Friday afternoon? On a Friday afternoon, driving around listening. Monica, why is your husband working today? And why is he not here? I mean, really, Adam, dude, you should be here. And the fact that you let the girls out and go have girls' night at Twin Peaks, it's lingerie Friday, by the way. Um, There's a lot of reasons you should be here. Dude, they're dancing on the table already over here. You need to get here quick. Um, Yeah. (laughs) She is showing. Never mind. No, everybody's having a great time, and if you're not here, why not? You should be here. They got everything going on. All the basketball games are playing here. Uh, the, about the nighttime games are getting ready to start as well. Looks like Texas might hold on and pull this thing out. That's a good thing. Nobody expected that. I certainly did. 74-62 with 114 to play. I do think the Longhorns uh, couldn't screw this one up. Well, let's uh, let's wait till that clock is down to 12 seconds until instead of a minute 12, and then I'll I'll be on board with you. Now I'm feeling pretty confident that the Longhorns are going to pull this one out. I I, I am. 
as I predict. Not kidding. I, I didn't think the Longhorns are going to win this game. I'm pleasantly surprised. But then again, my bracket is toast anyway. I did have Virginia Tech winning this game in my bracket. I did. Um, I did. The guy we were talking to yesterday from BUSR.com had Texas winning and covering this game. Uh, he was right. He was right last night about With his Vermont, Vermont pick. Yeah. Go to BUSR.com slash SportsStar, 100% uh, a deposit match. And I'll tell you what, now that my bracket's done, that will be my enjoyment the rest of this tournament. Exactly right. you got to go put a little something-something on there and, and have a little excitement since uh, you got to win your money back, Minix, because you've already lost some in a couple of brackets. I've lost, uh, That yes. money's done flown away, bud. I have lost. What was, <laughs> what was crazy is... You know, this morning ESPN tweeted out 161 perfect brackets of the 17 million. That's incredible. Submitted online. 161 perfect brackets. You know what I want to know, though, is who in the hell in their right mind picked St. Peter's? I mean, I, I get it. And they're gonna, I mean, but uh, when you're filling out your bracket, you're gonna, hey, St. Peter's, they're going to get it done. Well, they all go to St. Peter's, right? Maybe. I mean, it must be. I, I mean, but you look at some of the upsets, um, and there there weren't any other real shockers yesterday. Although there were some upsets. Yeah. But yeah, if if you really picked, you 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 a have to know where St. Peter's is, and you probably have a St. Peter's shirt in your closet. Where is St. Peter's? I think you know? it's somewhere in New Jersey. Okay. But, but I'm not a percent sure i'm not 100 percent sure i'm either. less familiar with st peter's than i was with longwood <laughs> well longwood and i still don't know where longwood is but we did learn that their the mascot was the lancer well they got they the got lancer. knocked off the horse yes yesterday big time so but uh you know it's just a lot of fun the excitement when you come into a place like twin peaks for events like this there's a lot of excitement everybody is paying attention everybody's having some food some beer drinks and it's just a it's a nice place to be on a friday afternoon it is fantastic whole group of dudes over there watching the longhorn game very intently 76 62 with 102 refs are figuring out where they're going to dinner after i'm not sure what they're talking about but uh confident that the longhorns will hang on and win that game other news today ricky fowler commits to play in the valero texas Very Open nice. in a couple weeks another major get for the valero texas open and you know over the next week you're gonna hear a lot more commitments they have until i think the 25th 24 they, they got yeah something next, it's yeah, there, it's, yeah it's coming up to make your plans and, and it's interesting now with the valero texas open the week before the masters the kind of players you're going to get those that want to take the week off before the masters obviously aren't going to come but you know a lot of guys are are trying and and i and i like the fact that ricky is coming back well especially guys that may not be playing their best golf you know, you want to come to the tournament, see if you can work out the kinks before you head up to Augusta. And so I, I think when, you know, I, the, the folks at the Valero Texas Open have done such a remarkable job with that golf tournament. And to get it to where it is right now, I think it's the absolute perfect spot. Yeah, some of the bigger names may not want to play the week before the Masters, but there are a lot of guys that are big names. Obviously, Jordan Spieth, the defending champion, of course, he'll be back. But, um it's just that tune-up, and when you look at that golf course out there, Jason, it's tough. Yes. So it's a good tune-up golf course for what they're going to face at the Masters the very next week. Well, and, and then you look at 
uh, PGA Tour players have until Friday, March 25th at 4 o'clock to commit or withdraw from the Valero Texas Open, and then the 144-player field will be set. And, of course, uh, the Valero Texas Open um, March 30th, uh, or technically March 28th to April 3rd, but that Thursday, Friday, it's a couple weeks away. It's going to be fun when we're doing our show live out at TPC San Antonio for the Valero Texas Open. Excited that Ricky Fowler is coming. He commits to the Valero Texas Open. You can commit to going to the opening round Thursday. we got a pair of tickets that we are giving away right now, a pair of tickets to the Valero Texas Open. How you doing, Edwin? What do you want, caller 15? (laughs) <laughs> Color 15 at 210-656-ESPN. I got Edwin to smile. He Color 15, smile. 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776 on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines. Color 15, you're going to win yourself tickets to the Valero Texas Open. Just dial up those Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines now. Live. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN. AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. Final hour here out at Twin Peaks, the Park North location for the San Antonio Sports Star takeover for the tournament. Although... Kind of feel like the three hours we've been on the air, um, you know, everybody else is drinking. They're not really part of the takeover. Yeah, no, nobody. Well, they're taking over the wings and the beer and everything else, but not radio. I give Rudy J a lot of credit. Yeah. Rudy J is still here. Rudy J, I I left Rupub last night about 1230, and Rudy was still there. Then apparently went somewhere else. Wow. And still made it to work on time this morning, and he's still going this afternoon. Dude, he is an Iron Man. He is. He really is an Iron Man. I found that out when we were in California, and uh, the guy is simply, he just doesn't quit, although he gets in a nap here and there to kind of keep him going. But yep. uh, the, guy can get, the guy knows how to party, that's for sure. He is the best drinker on our team. There is no doubt about that. I don't know, man. You're, uh, you're pretty close. No, I, 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 I drink beer. He's, a lot, yeah, oh yeah, but I mean, he, <laughs> you know, he's well, he's drinking beer. He's got that's probably Crown, might yeah. be a, a, a Makers, Texas Longhorns. They beat Virginia Tech, eighty-one seventy-three. Well, they tried to make it exciting, and I, you know, was Virginia Tech hit a three-pointer to cut the lead to seven with about forty-five seconds left, and they panned the crowd. And there was not one Longhorn fan with a smile on their face. They were all nervous as hell. Certain body parts were extremely tight. I guarantee you they were. There is no doubt. 81-73, Longhorns get the win. Well, good for Texas to finally get over on the first round. on YouTube says, where are those UT haters now saying the Longhorns were going down in round one? Dude, I'm that guy. And I'm a Longhorn fan, dude, but... I got zero confidence in this team making a long run. Yeah, and I got to admit, too, I had Virginia Tech winning this game, too, so I was wrong, and happily so. But, I mean, when you look at the Longhorns' history, round number one of the NCAA tournament has not been very kind to them. 
And every year I've got them in my Sweet 16 regardless. This year I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I had Kentucky winning the whole damn thing. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am going for the golf mentality, lowest score wins, because I will end up with the lowest score and probably because there's always a booby prize, isn't there? Yeah, I'm you not know, sure if there, there is. There's something for, for last place. Well, you're you're pretty much assured of that. I hope. I mean, I gotta have something to look forward to. It. You know, it's point. funny because you look at the standings in our our little bracket challenge, and you were like number four. I was going into today. Yeah. But then you look over at possible score, and it was about fifty points less than everybody else. You know, I had a good day yesterday, <laughs> except the big one. Yeah, that's and, it. And again, when you lose a team from your final four, you're screwed. When you lose your national champion, you're screwed. You're royally screwed. <laughs> you know, as we look around Twin Peaks here, and I see AD from Texas Cheer yes. Liquor. He is here. Great table. You look around, Longhorn fans over there, they're happy. I see a table not far from where we are right now. And it's all ladies. Yes. And Rob Thompson. Right. Now, I know that that is Rob's wife and a group of teachers. Yes. And and, and I can only imagine Rob right now. And he's got his back to us, so I can't see his face, although I'd like to see it. But, you know, when you are forced as a husband... To show up, I mean, it's, you know, it's like my wife's a nurse. The worst thing you could do is go hang out with a bunch of nurses because the conversation is just disgusting. It's all about this patient. You had this or this. And quite frankly, I don't want to hear any of it. No. I barely want to hear about my wife's day because I don't want the details that go into it, right? Not to have a good day, bad day. I, don't, I just don't want specifics, right? Well, you can only imagine teachers bitching, especially with certain things going on right now within the industry. And that is a group of, let's say, veteran teachers sitting over there and Rob Thompson. Yeah. Especially, you know, there's basketball on. He's watching the game. But, you know, he's table with Rudy, a bunch of other people. But he's sitting with, I give him a lot of credit, hanging out with the wife and the friends. I just don't know that I could do that. Let me tell you, I'm not sure that he is watching. There's one monitor that he can see where he's sitting, and I don't know what game's over there. But he's, he seems like he's into the conversation, whatever it is that they're doing. But you, know, you mentioned nurses. They're crazy. You get them in a bar, oh. they get nuts. Teachers are the same way. Yes. You know, they come and they like, hey, it's been one of those days, and I'm going to have some drinks. And, and so Man, that's what hell of a week. And, and, yeah. and they, yeah, they get crazy. So there, there's groups of people that that are better at it than others, and teachers certainly are on the top of the list. There is nothing worse than a group of nurses at a bar. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and I say that right. All credit to them being able to do what they do. But my wife is a career ER nurse. One of her best friends was an air life nurse. You oh, talk wow. about just gross story after gross story after after gross story. I, I don't want to hear it. I, I mean, and the different things people do to themselves that force them to an emergency room is, quite frankly, comical in some ways, but in, in most ways pretty damn disgusting. You know, it, it, but disgusting in a comical way sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah my daughter is a nurse. Um, works the same place as Joanna. Yeah. yeah. So they, they know each other very well. And um, But, yeah, you, you get around nurses and they start telling these stories. 
of how people hurt themselves. Yes. And sometimes it's like that couldn't have been an accident. No, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't an accident. You didn't fall down and that happened to you. No. Right. It, it just didn't. You actually had to insert uh-huh. yeah. that yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that, but, you know. I I'm mean, just trying to paint the picture. It, it, it is amazing <laughs> the kinds of things people, both men and women, put in their body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, that has to be removed Generally with some sort of surgery. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of crazy when you, when you think about that. Let's talk about uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh, that's a bad segue, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. That right. might be. Deshaun's going to Cleveland. He got a big contract. Let's talk about some of the other uh, interesting NFL news. The The Cowboys do sign Leighton Van Der Esch today to a one-year contract. They prove it kind of deal, which is fantastic for the Cowboys how they did this. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, but they're bringing him back, and it's for $3 million. I think his option would have been... Uh, either 11 or 15 million, something like that. So he becomes a steal. And he was a productive player last year, and he stayed healthy. That's and, the key. And, and that's the key for him. Luke Gifford also coming back on a one year deal. He's been on the Cowboys for three or four years, but, you know, so they got some depth there. They still haven't signed a player that played on another team, and there are some guys out there. Hold on here. We've got a Shefty bomb, if you All want. Right. Former Steelers wide receiver James Washington going to the Dallas Cowboys, signing a one-year deal with the Cowboys. That's according to Adam Schefter. All right, so they have signed somebody that played for somebody else. Well, somewhere R.J. Ochoa is going to celebrate that. And you know what? Uh, they needed it. They needed a wide receiver. Well, well, they do. And Bobby Bell tweets, please credit at Des Bryant as the source here, Adam. Uh, did Des tweet something about that earlier? Wow. Is, is, is Des breaking some news? It could, could be interesting. Earlier but, this week, he, he said it. Oh, he said it earlier this week. Yeah, he Thank said he was you, going uh, to the Edwin. Cowboys. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, apparently, Schefter's uh, sources are the agents, Drew Rosenhaus and, and, and Ryan, is it? Uh, Matha, I believe. Matha. Okay, so they're the sources, so obviously that's a pretty credible source. So the Cowboys getting a wide receiver, former Steelers wide receiver, James Washington. Well, and Juju Smith-Schuster signed with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs today. Uh, that's that's a good pickup for them. But one of the more comical stories you're going to read this weekend is Russell Gage got a phone call from Tom Brady to help recruit him to Tampa Bay. (laughs) And Russell Gage thought it was a prank. Well, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, I mean, um, sure. I guess, I mean, your wife says, hey, uh, Tom Brady's on the line for you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, Whatever. Well, what what I want to know, like, do you answer your phone when you don't recognize the number? I don't usually answer that, and it, it costs me at times. Yeah, and I'm I'm the same way. Now, I answer them a little bit more often since when I got my new iPhone. Now, when I get scam calls, it says scam, so I never answer those. So now, if it's a number I don't recognize, especially if it's a 210 number, 
uh, I, I tend to answer those, although I've been burned by that a couple of times, right? But if you're an NFL player, I, I wonder how often are you answering your phone on a random number to begin with? So True. I wonder at some point if you're Tom Brady, do you just get everybody's number? Does somebody let you know, like, hey, I gave your number to Tom Brady. He's going to call you because we're trying to recruit you kind of thing? I mean, yeah. You almost wonder, do you anticipate a call from Tom Brady? Is it is it like on a, on a scheduled invite? I, I, don't, I don't know how that works, right? But kind of bizarre. Well, and, and like one time Pop called me years ago. Um, but the phone number had like 75 numbers in it. Like, I yeah. don't know what kind of phone he was calling, but it wasn't a, a, a regular <laughs> regular number, right? Right. Uh, you know, one of those you can never save it and call it back kind of yeah. kind of thing. You figure Tom Brady has one of those. I would think so. Or he changes it quite a You know, Sean Elliott has a tendency to do that, too. Yes. He'll change phone numbers quite often. But So you would assume Tom Brady does, too. But I get, I get where Gage is coming from. I mean... You know, Tom Brady is hes the king of the NFL, uh, certainly the best quarterback to ever play the game. And so if you think, hey, you got a call from Tom Brady, it's like, yeah, right, sure. <laughs> yeah. It sure. happened to my daughter once. She worked out at Frollo's uh-huh. out on I-10. Oh, yeah, great, great pizza. And w- was answering the phone one night, and uh, some guy called for a pickup. Guy's name was George Strait. Really? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, okay, right. She actually, true, true story. So they had to actually convince her that, yeah, he does call in for his own pizzas, and it's legit. He's a dude just like everybody he else. absolutely likes pizza, obviously. Yeah. Which we all do. And, and good pizza at that. Absolutely. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. She hang okay. up on him? I think she might have. Or, 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 or put the phone, I'll have to ask her and she can refresh my memory. Or put the phone down and say, hey, there's some clown on the phone saying he's George Strait. And I think that's when they said, well, it probably is. Because well, he but, calls but her again, quite often. I mean, you know, it's right over there near the Dominion. Right. He, he doesn't live there anymore. No. But well, he did at that time. So, Well, and, and you look at, if you ever go to Frallo's, um, uh, Frank there that owns it, he's a fantastic dude. Oh, great, it's great. Right, right. But a lot of spur players hang out in sure. there. Sure. A lot of... You know, uh, people that live out in that area. I was just there Sunday. In fact, we had uh, lunch out there. At yeah, Prolos. Yeah, so it was uh, it was great, and the pizza is still good. So, Very good. So you can go there and not live in the Dominion. So you know, it's not a requirement to live in the Dominion because you don't uh, to go to Prolos. No, they didn't check my ID or no. anything or a, a CPS bill. You so I, I was okay. Yeah, so they, they let let anybody there. in. I guess so. <laughs> they let us. They let us riffraff in on a on a Sunday afternoon. So yeah, that is it was fun. That is funny. As you look at Deshaun going to Cleveland, I'm very curious now to see the dominoes. And we, that's some one of the things we've talked about a couple of times throughout the week. He has had the NFL hostage yeah for a couple of days a lot of players waiting to see what deshaun does so they can make their decision Jameis winston is one Jameis winston likely to end up back in new orleans colts still need a quarterback atlanta's got to make friends with matt ryan again and matt ryan has to understand what sure they're trying does. to do of course and he worked with them to extend the deadline 
because I, I think he probably was already looking at what it would be like to be with the Indianapolis Colts. Reports are that Baker Mayfield, before they knew that it was going to be Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, because he got his panties in a wad because his feelings were hurt because they were going to try to replace him with Deshaun. He demanded a trade, which they told him no to, but he wants to go to the Colts. And look, the Colts are the best team right now without a quarterback. Yeah. If you're a quality quarterback, I mean, Andy Dalton's looking for a job, but there's no way the Colts turn to Andy Dalton. No. I, well, I wouldn't think so. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick is still available, too, I'm hearing. He's, you know, he was well, another one. He's that, always available. And, then, <laughs> and that guy's made a hell of a living being being sure. available. Yeah. And, you know, he's not a bad player. No. I mean, the guy's he's solid. He's, well, a, he's, a, he's a good fill-in. The problem with Ryan is you get Fitzmagic and you get Fitztragic. Yeah. The question is, when does – they both are going to show up at some point. And – you know, it's kind of like Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor has made a career out of being the guy that gets replaced. And he's not a bad quarterback. No. But he's just never been in a situation to go prove himself. You know, like everywhere he goes, he knows he's just there as a bridge gap because they're going to replace him soon. That That's kind of what it boils down to with Tyrod Taylor. But he's making a good living. What, he just signed a contract with somebody, what, a couple of years, $14 million? So that's not a bad gig if uh, if you can get it. And if, if you're accepting of that, then you're okay. Look at Colt McCoy. He's, he's done very well in his financial life being a clipboard holder. Yeah. And so, you know, getting the opportunity to spot in here and there. But, you know, he's done very well. And he's staying with the commanders, just re-signed a contract with them to, to continue to be their backup. So, hey, hey you, you got to make a living. Imagine having a backup, Carson Wentz. <laughs> He may actually have to play. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why he got paid what he did, because he knows he's going to get played. Um, uh, Bateo Franklin on uh, Facebook Live said, Ryan had no fits magic last year, only tragic. Well, didn't he get hurt really early, oh, didn't he? Yeah. It was early, I mean, well, yeah. But, but that's always going to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have his three-touchdown game and his three-interception quarter. I mean, that's just kind of what Ryan does. But you're right. I mean, for a Harvard grad, uh, he's doing pretty damn well for himself financially and the jersey collection that he's going to have when it's all said and done <laughs> is is going to be right up there with um who is the guy that was uh, going to be the coach of the texans oh mccown yeah uh, mccown why did i draw a blank right there but um you, you know you you look at it and you sit there and you 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 know these quarterback positions and how many other players now end up in Cleveland to play with Deshaun Watson? Uh, this year, I mean, they seem pretty set. But years to come, Cleveland will attract free agents. Yeah, and, and LeBron James has proven that. When LeBron was in Cleveland, yep. guys wanted to go to Cleveland. When he wasn't in Cleveland, guys didn't want to go there. The Because players are going to line up to go play with Deshaun Watson. Absolutely they are, and I think that's uh, one of the things that, you know, why Cleveland would make the investment that they're making in Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's a talented quarterback. Uh, he's going to be their guy now moving forward for years to come, but you're right. He will attract players to go play there because they're going to want to play with him. And again, you know, you look at Amari Cooper, who has to think he won the lottery today. You know, thinking, oh, Baker Mayfield, dude, what am I going to do? All right, well, i got to play there. But now, all of a sudden, 
you're going to have a quarterback throwing you the football who is a top-notch quarterback in the NFL. And so he's got to be thrilled now, and his whole outlook on this season, I think, has completely changed. Amari oh, Cooper went from a, I can't believe the Cowboys did me that way, to holy crap. And, and you know, and I find it interesting because, like, you look at, you know, Aaron Rodgers loses to Devontae Adams. The Raiders went from 61 odds to 50 to 1 odds, which is that just a complete knock on Derek Carr, the belief in your in the quarterback getting it done, although you've got Carr and Adams reunited. They played together in college there at Fresno State, the best friends. Devontae just built a big old house or bought a big old house next door to Derek Carr in Vegas. He did that prior to the trade, so who knows how long this has been in the works. The Raiders got themselves an offense. Their new head coach, oh, yeah. right? Uh, they, they've got a defense. I mean, that, that's a good football team. But in that division, kind of like the Browns, you add Deshaun Watson, are you the best team in the division? No. I mean, you you still got Lamar uh, uh, with, with Baltimore. Um, you still got Cincinnati. How much did Cleveland improve their chances of going to a Super Bowl this year? Why don't you throw Pittsburgh in there and Mitchell Trubisky? Because Pittsburgh sucks. <laughs> Well, Cleveland rocks, and they certainly do today. But I I don't know. Look, I think I'm going to be interested to see what Trubisky does this year because I think he got a bum deal and did a pretty good job with a not a very good football team in the Chicago Bears. So he goes to Buffalo. He hangs out there, learns some things. He's going to get another opportunity now in Pittsburgh, and and that will tell the tale as to the Mitchell Trubisky – legacy if you will and what he's going to be or or become because i mean even some staunch chicago bear fans are willing to give trubisky another chance just because of how bad that situation was in chicago well and i think one of the knocks on trubisky in chicago and they weren't a good football team but where they drafted him who got drafted behind yeah uh, some dude named Patrick. Yeah. Um, that and that just makes it look that much worse, right? I mean, when you look at it that way, it's just like you could have had this guy. And quite frankly, if the Bears would have taken Mahomes, do you think he would have a Super Bowl uh, ring and a uh, a couple? No, 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 because he got you know so much of football is being in the right situation the right system and the right coaches could baker mayfield be successful with the colts in that frank reich system that they're running could be you know it's always funny when you look at drafts and who's drafted before somebody else and but tell me honestly patrick mahomes was a good quarterback at texas tech Mm -hmm. but what at texas tech screamed the patrick mahomes that we see in the nfl for me, nothing. No. In fact, I mean, I go back to coming out of high school, not a lot of offers. Now, granted, athlete, well-known dude, um, everything was was set up. But the GM was on Patrick Mahomes very early on. They were hoping he would be there. They were hoping he would be there. They saw something in him Right. not many others did. Good quarterback. I mean, you know, Lee Steinberg, as a super agent, is the guy, if you're a quarterback, you want that guy to represent you because he's going to make you a first-round pick, whether you have earned it or not. And he's had some, you know, Paxton Lynch types mm-hmm. that somehow he got drafted in the first round. He did that with Patrick Mahomes. 
I remember Super Bowl 52. We're uh, down in Houston doing our radio road coverage, and Lee Steinberg's got Patrick Mahomes working the rounds on Radio Row, right? The number of people who declined to talk with Patrick Mahomes that year. Mm -hmm. Some of the bigger national yeah. shows or East Coast shows. Uh, gimmicky yeah. quarterback, Texas Tech. Uh, we, don't, we don't want that, right? Um, so Patrick is just there at the Lee Steinberg party. And, I, you know, the photo's great because, you know, we walk into this party. My daughter's with me, some of her friends from college there at Sam Houston State. Patrick's sitting at this Super Bowl party, not quite yet the celebrity, recognizes us because we just had him on the air. Yeah. Friendly faces. So he comes over and he's like, can I hang out with you guys for a while? Because I don't know anybody here. Yeah. Right? Patrick couldn't walk into a room right now no. and not be mobbed. But you see other first-round picks that the attention is there. You know, like at the, the Miami Super Bowl party, Devontae Smith was a Lee Steinberg guy. You can get near that guy right. at the party, right? So that's where Patrick was. Sure, he had his arm strength. Sure, his mobility was there. But is that going to transfer over into the NFL, into what you're seeing now? Not many thought that, or he wouldn't have lasted until he did. And I give Lee Steinberg a ton of credit for working him to get moved up because you go back – I don't know that there were many first-round grades at the beginning of his final year at Texas Tech on a Patrick Mahomes. No, and I, and seeing Patrick Mahomes now and what he's turned into and the quarterback that he is, I I, and I used to watch a lot of Texas Tech football. Obviously, you know, college football is the thing, and you're watching it, and you're seeing Mahomes, and it's like he's running around, he's making plays, and he's doing things, but I never saw Mahomes or thought at that time that he would become the Mahomes that he is today. And obviously, I'm not the only one because there were some GMs that didn't see it either. By the way, it was great meeting Lee Steinberg. I, you know, it's oh. one, one of the, you know, I had an opportunity to meet him on Radio Row this year, and he's one of those guys. You know, we see athletes all the time, but it's still one of those guys that's like, holy cow, that's Lee Steinberg. And he is such a great guy. And, you know, I'm fortunate to have known him for a long time but you know he's one of those that and he's very open about it his former love affair with Baca and uh, yeah. everything that he lost to build it back up but I I knew him and even though for many years he was no longer a certified agent I would still have him on my shows because he still knew the NFL business sure. and he and a guy named Chris Cabot able to build things back up and yeah he he's tremendous his daughter katie has got a son getting married this weekend there in malibu good dude but you're he right is, i mean man. he is he is a legend yeah and the stories that man can tell are just incredible well, he, he was a, he was a it was a treat no question about it to be able to sit down talk to him and uh, obviously interview him on the radio, but just talking to him off the air, too, was just, uh, it, it was a thrill. No no question. Can't wait to uh, Super Bowl next year. Yeah, yeah. man, that was great. Uh, every, every year, Super Bowl is always incredible. So is the tournament coming up. We'll update you on all the scores. Longhorns did win earlier today. Texas Tech won in a blowout. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix. The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 103.3 FM.
It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, live at at Twin Peaks, the Park North location. We're here till 7 o'clock. Get in here and watch the tournament games, the scenic views, the tournament games, all kinds <laughs> of stuff going on. The scenic views, the tournament games. Hey, and the food's good, too. And the beer's cold. What else do you need? A statement from Nick Casario. Because that's what we just that, that's got. That's what you need? No, no, but it's what we just got. <laughs> the statement from Texans GM Nick Casario that just came over the email. Earlier today, we agreed to trade Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. I felt it was the right move for our organization as we head into the new league year focused on building our roster for the 2022 season. Our priority right now is adding talented players to the foundation we have already put in place over the last 15 months, and this trade supports that plan. As we navigate through the rest of the offseason, we remain open-minded all avenues that allow us to improve our roster. Cal McNair, his statement, I'm extremely proud of the way Nick Casario navigated us through the challenging situation. He remained patient before ultimately making the decision that is best for us in both the short and long term. We're confident in our plan to build a championship program that can sustain success. And I can't even read this without laughing, <laughs> right? I, I mean, well, we made a trade that was in the right move. You made the trade because Deshaun Watson said trade me. You right? know Don't make it sound like it was your decision. All right, granted, you could have made them. Uh, stay on the roster and not play, but good Lord. You know, I'm going to throw something out. Texan fans may not want to hear. I am going to say that the Seattle Seahawks got a better deal for Russell Wilson than the Houston Texans got for Deshaun Watson. Why? Well, they get a ton of draft picks and three players. I don't know that the Texans wanted any players. Why not? Because they would have to take on those salaries. I think the Texans got exactly what they wanted, and that was draft picks. I mean, there were a lot of different rumors. Uh, Kareem Hunt was involved. You get a running back out of the deal. And I, I would like to think that the Texans probably asked for a player or two, but I don't know that they wanted them. And certainly that wasn't a deal breaker. But Nick Casario, don't come across like you won this trade. I mean, you got exactly what you wanted and what everybody said. You got three number ones, right? You you were able to accomplish that goal. But this was Deshaun Watson's trade, and I'm guessing one that was put together by his agent on both sides. The compensation, which had to be there from Cleveland, the new contract from Cleveland, but also what the Texans got in return. All Nick Casario did was say, okay, that's the best deal, and that's where you're willing to waive your no trade, then that's what it is. Because it was still all up to Deshaun. True, he didn't have to waive his no trade clause. Yeah. I mean, in theory, the Texans could have had Deshaun Watson at practice as a scout quarterback for another year. Yep. I Making mean that, a whole lot of money. Yeah, absolutely right. So I see where you're coming from. I still like this Russell Wilson thing. Now, I will say, going back over it, I'm refreshing my mind here. They only got two first-round picks. 
But they got Drew Locke, Noah Font, who could be something, and defensive end Shelby Harris. So I look at that, and I think you not only get your draft picks, but you get some players that you can plug in. And I understand your argument about the salary cap, and maybe that's not what they wanted, but I I like the deal Seattle got better than the one Houston got. It, it just seems like it's more, right? Perhaps, it, 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 perhaps. You know, you go to a, a Mexican restaurant, and you get a big old plate, and there's a whole lot of rice and beans on there, but your enchiladas are the same size everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I, I just look. I mean, yeah, they they got Drew Locke. I don't know if that is what I would call uh, better, right? Well, I it's mean, a it's a body. It's a warm body. It's a guy with a pulse that can throw a football sort of. Right now, he's your starting quarterback. You would think for Seattle, which for Seattle. There's competition, obviously, there. I don't know what else they could turn to. I mean, hell, Pete Carroll was talking about Colin Kaepernick the other day, saying he deserves a shot. Does I don't know if it'll be here, but, you know, and, and I, I look at, yeah, they, they got some players, and I, I liked what Seattle was able to get from Denver, but, again, same kind of situation. Russell Wilson had to agree to that. So, you know, for the Broncos, they were willing to do whatever, but giving up a backup quarterback, all right. Now, granted, he was a starter. Giving up uh, Font was, I think, a big uh, – that's a big piece. Sure. The the defensive player, Harris, eh. I, I mean, I like what Houston was able to accomplish today because they got exactly what they wanted with the three ones. They, they wanted three ones. They've said that from the very beginning, so they got that. And, and now we'll see what they do with it because that's going to be important. You can have all the picks you want. Well, that's it. And But you got to do something with them. So what do they do with them? We will see. And those picks are – now, I haven't seen it. Maybe you have. I'm assuming they're this year, next year, and next year. Right? 22, 23, 24. Because I don't think – well, obviously they have to be because Seattle – or uh, not Seattle, but Cleveland doesn't didn't have three draft picks in the first round this year. So. It's a 2022 first round pick, 23 first round pick, 24 first round pick, 2023 third round pick, and a 2024 fourth round pick. Gotcha. Okay. And that is what the Houston Texans have tweeted out. So they traded Deshaun Watson for three ones – a third and a fourth. That's a, that's, I mean, five picks, but the three ones are the big thing. And well, and, and, you know, who's to say they're going to use all those picks on players? It could be packaged up into some kind of trade at some point in time. Maybe not this year, but maybe, or perhaps next, or, or even the year after that. So, yeah, there, a lot of flexibility with three first round picks. So we'll see what they do with them. Hopefully they will, uh, Take care of business and do what's right for that football team and rebuild it. The comment section are all over the place on this Twitter feed. From Texans got screwed to uh, can't believe Nick Casario was able to actually get this done. Um, and, and so I think the reaction is your reaction that, yeah, I don't know, I, you, you kind of feel like it should be more. Yeah. They had their, their hands were tied. They had to get rid of the player. They well, they didn't have to, but they had to. You know what I mean? What can you maximize and get three first-round picks? If it would have been three ones, I think I'd have been happy uh, because now the organization can move forward. And uh, like you said, now they just can't screw up those picks. 
they've got to be able to do that. Do they use those picks as capital in acquiring another player? They, they've got a lot of options now, but what they do is they've got freedom from Deshaun Watson, Yeah. now they can move forward and try to rebuild or build something there in Houston. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but you're right. They had to get something for Deshaun Watson. So if, if I'm Nick Casario, I'm happy this is over. Yeah. Because, I mean, this guy was getting asked about it every time he, he stepped up to a microphone. You know, what's going to happen with uh, uh, with Deshaun Watson? Poor David Culley. You know, he couldn't coach a football team or go to a press conference. I've been asked, well, what, what, what do you think about Deshaun Watson or what's happening with him? And um, So they've got to be thrilled that it's over. Now Cleveland better get ready for those questions, at least at the beginning, because they're going to get them. Uh, and Deshaun's going to get them. And it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a circus, I think, in Cleveland for a little while. So they and I'm sure they are prepared for it. And if they're not, they better be. Well, and I, you know, the reality is, though, Deshaun is going to say it's a legal matter. I'm, I can't I can't talk about it. Not sure. going to get into any specifics. That's what the team is going to say. And if you know, when asked, because I'm sure there will be a little bit of backlash. Because you still have 22 women claiming assault, and the civil side of that is still very much in play. And so they're going to talk about they looked at his character, his past, all those kinds of things. They felt comfortable moving forward, blah, 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 because there's no – all of that. The dude can play football, and so we really don't give a damn, and so we guaranteed him $230 million to come here. That's ultimately what happened. Well, and this will this will go away. Whether it should or not is another thing, but it will go away. Uh, as soon as Deshaun Watson hits the field, throws three touchdown passes for three and 350 yards, it's going to go away. And Browns fans are going to be happy. The rest of the NFL, guess what they're going to be talking about? Deshaun Watson, 350 today, three touchdowns. The Browns beat Buffalo, 35 to 20. I mean, and and, and it'll go away. <laughs> So, but at the beginning, Jason, and you know as well as I do, it's going to be a media circus, and that's all anybody's going to want to talk about for a little while, especially as the news continues to pop out for these, uh, that's a bad choice of words, as the news continues to (laughs) come forward with these civil lawsuits. (laughs) Oh, his DMs. Deshaun, <laughs> he's moving to a new city. Yes. In Atlanta, another loss. Wow. Atlanta can't have nice things. No, they That's can't. how their fan base certainly has to feel. You can have nice things. we got a pair of Valero Texas Open tickets to give away. We're 10 days away from the Valero Texas Open. We've got tickets to Thursday's opening round, a pair of tickets. In honor of Deshaun Watson, we are going to give them to caller number four. 656-ESPN, 656-3776. Caller 4, you win yourself a pair of tickets to Thursday's opening round of the Valero Texas Open. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, we ride off into the weekend with some big breaking news with the Dallas Cowboys. They have signed Dante Fowler. 
Edge rusher, outside linebacker. He was with Atlanta with Dan Quinn, but his most productive years were with the Rams where he had 11 and a half sacks. But that is a big signing for the Cowboys. Former third overall pick in the draft. Yeah, back in 2016 with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He got 35 sacks for his career. So uh, the Cowboys making some noise here at the end of the week. Everybody getting on them for not doing anything. But they've certainly done this because if you hadn't heard earlier, they signed uh, former Steelers wide receiver James Washington uh, to come into Dallas as well. So two free agent signings outside the organization Yes. today. So it's a win as we head into the weekend. Uh, it is a win heading into the weekend. Ryan Eagle's about to win heading into the weekend with a cold, icy cold oh, it's beer. Just staring at me right Showing there. up, and yes. you've got to look at it for five minutes. That's okay. Five worth the, minutes. Worth the wait. Yeah, at least it's ready for you. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's that's called a bet move. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Order now. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Yeah, this radio thing, man. I'm it's, getting it down. It, it, it's not bad. And the fact that you're done. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's Friday. You don't have to go uh, over to a TV station. Buddy, I haven't shaved in five days. That's nice. That's five days growth. That's it, baby. (laughs) What do y'all think? Seriously? That's five days growth? That's it. Good Lord. I couldn't grow a beard if it was a million dollars on the line. Yeah? No. I can can do the goatee thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. Goatee and a mullet. Yeah, look pretty good. You can do that. (laughs) We are here at Twin Peaks, the Park North location, the tournament takeover. And you look at the games, man, and there have been some uh, interesting games and certainly some interesting games going on as we speak. As I refresh the scoreboard, Chattanooga leading Illinois 33-29 at the half, a 13-4 potential upset in the making. Cal State Fullerton, a 15 seed, giving Duke a pretty good game. It's 33-25. Arizona is up on Wright State 28-17. Earlier today, Ohio State beat Loyola Chicago. Yet Auburn blowing out Jacksonville State. Texas Tech destroys Montana State. 97-62. Miami, Hurricanes upset USC. Villanova by 20 over Delaware. Purdue beat Yale. Notre Dame upset Alabama 78-64. And the Texas Longhorns pull through. They beat Virginia Tech 81-73. Upcoming, we've got LSU and Iowa State uh, getting underway in... Uh, just a couple of minutes, UAB in Houston, Davidson, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Colgate, and Seton Hall against TCU. Good lineup. And, you know, some of us are excited about seeing our final four teams play this weekend. Uh, I know some of us aren't, but uh, I'm certainly one of those that uh, is excited to see what's happening this weekend because, yeah, I'd, I'd like to uh, reinforce my goal on the whole tournament challenge thing. Yeah, my bracket is done. <laughs> I had Kentucky winning the whole thing. So I get a stress-free tournament. You do? I do. We can go to BUSR.com and uh, get some stuff on there. And I could. I might. I'm sure I you will. will. Uh, you know how that works. Uh, absolutely. That is that is what. Well, I figure, you, you know, now Texas is going to win it all, aren't they, Jason? No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> I mean, I did not expect the Longhorns to win today because I like the way Virginia Tech was playing. Right. And I've got zero confidence in the Texas Longhorns. And quite frankly, impressed that they gave up what they gave up today 
and still won a game. Their offense was there. It was tight early. That half-court shot at the buzzer right before halftime, uh, I think, played a huge role in the Texas Longhorns carrying that momentum. But even late, you know, Virginia Tech hit a three with 40-something seconds to go, yep. make it a seven-point game. And all I was figuring out was how the hell were the Longhorns going to figure out how to blow that lead? You know, sometimes a shot like that is just the – you know, the shot of adrenaline you need. So they go into the locker room very happy about what happened, and uh, they come out and they take care of business in the second half. In fact, they look much better in the second half than they did in the first half because uh, it was a tight ball game all the way through, I mean, back and forth in that first half. So Texas props to them, and uh, we'll see how far they can go in this tournament. And Texas Tech, man, they look Woo! good today. Yeah, they- Baylor looked good yesterday. Tennessee looked good yesterday. There were some teams yesterday that, that looked really dominant, for sure. Well, and, and again, will they carry it over like what North Carolina did to Shaka Smart's Marquette team? You sit there and you, you wonder, can they carry that over? That's going to do it for us. You guys enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah. Going to be fun. It is. The weekend is upon us. The Saturday morning hangover. Tomorrow morning at 9. Listen to that. That cold (laughs) beer. I'm just counting down. Here we go. Have a great weekend, everybody.